Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag three, whoever he is. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this is, is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true and international over depression. <laughs> hey, why the fuck is the gas so hot, bitch? Judge Jackson, if confirmed, you would become the sixth woman on the Supreme Court. Because I am a woman, because I am a black woman, all of those things people have said have been really meaningful to them. Listen to me, baby, that's all you gotta do. Do you agree with Justice Ginsburg that there are physical differences between men and women? Respectfully, I... I'm not familiar with that particular quote or case. Okay. Uh, can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No, I can't. You can't? Mm, not in okay. this context. So I'm not a biologist. You are fake news. Go home, bitch. Let's go, Brandon. Very fake news. Go back to where you come from, okay? And talk like a fag, and your shit's all retarded. All right, America... Go to the YouTube right now. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping that woke. Congratulations to both of you. You're awesome. All right, go, go. In five, four, three. I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Do it live. I can go write it and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. I'm told this is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen, flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. You know, just a few weeks ago, it was Welcome to World War III, sponsored by Applebee's. And we all thought that was something of a silly joke. But now an old, hardly coherent Joe Biden hobbles in for the early bird special. He says, no, really, welcome to World War III. The alleged president of the United States makes several bizarre comments throughout the week, including in into the weekend and through the weekend, signaling uh, potential or pending U.S. military involvement in Ukraine up to and including the implied ousting of Vladimir Putin. Mm -hmm. And the White House is scrambling to clean up the mess uh, and explain all the actually what he really meant was. We'll try to make sense of it. Might be a fool's errand, but basically they're running with the opposite of what that crazy old man just said is true. Don't listen to him. Okay. Plus, uh, Katanji or Kentaji Brown Jackson is all but uh, certain to become your next Supreme Court justice, despite her confirmation hearing descending into complete absurdity several times. We will uh, take a look at some of the greatest hits of the week that was there. And then uh, some body cam footage of a a fatal police shooting uh, of a black man in South Carolina was released. Uh, There weren't any riots or national news stories for you to see on that one. There probably would have been if the offending officer wasn't the ultimate diversity hire herself. But man, was this uh, an unfortunate series of events. Yeah. 
Did you have you watched the body cam footage on that one? Yeah. Whoopsie, I slipped. Whoopsie, I shot you. Sir, what do you have in your hand? I'm going to need you to calm down and explain to me what that is as he's bleeding out and he dies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we'll get to we'll get to that one later in the show and then um something of a similar theme, at least if the uh, demographics of the story were different, it might be a bigger story than it is. But the youths of New Orleans carjacked a grandma and killed her in gruesome fashion. Uh, we'll show you what we can show you. But uh, th- this, uh, this is a story that's a lot like the carjacking of that Pakistani guy in D.C. Right. You mean it was young black girls that did it? We're going with youths. For now, youths is not, a, yeah. is not a racial slur. So we can say that. Jogging youths. Before we get out of here. Uh, speaking of jogging, Cory Booker has a jogging story for Katanji Brown Jackson. In fact, it brought her to tears. <laughs> Always a good jogging story from Corey. We'll listen to that later. Before we get out of here, hoax hate and tonight's movie review is Black Hawk Down. And of course, uh, we'll catch up with your super chats in between topics. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low down money grabbers. We'll get to as many as we can before 1130 p.m. Eastern time. It will be all this and more on your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show over on the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com. We have the show store up over there. So if you'd like to pick up a T-shirt or a hat or a mug, we have all of those things. Plus, we have great offers from friendly listener owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is our friends at Hero Soap Company. Do you love freedom? Do you love being clean? Then you'll love Hero Soap Company, made in the USA. Chemical and fragrance free. A portion of each purchase donated to veteran and first responder charities. Initial subscription purchase is matched bar for bar and sent overseas to deploy troops. Let freedom clean. Hero Soap Company. That's right. When you try Hero Soap Company, not only are you getting a great smelling all natural product, not only are you supporting military service members at home and abroad, not only do bald eagles circle you in admiration of your patriotism, but when you subscribe, Hero will send their soap straight to your door each month so you never have to remember uh, soap at the store again. And if you're not a bar soap person, no problem. Hero also offers their soaps in a liquid form as well. Hero Soap offers listeners of this show 10% off all of their products using promo code MCLISTENER. That's promo code MCLISTENER for 10% off everything from Hero Soap Company. You can find everything you need from Hero Soap, plus other great deals from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses, including Charity Swipes, Phoenix Ammunition, Sonoran Defense Technologies, and more at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals, deals by listeners for listeners. We had uh, a meetup in Pennsylvania, and we heard a little bit about this advertised on the call-in show a few weeks back. It looks like it did indeed come to fruition, and this is easily the most dramatic listener meetup photo <laughs> I, know. I have ever seen. Uh, the, the the lighting, the vignette, it's all very yep. artistic. Yeah, it is. I can't uh, believe they did this. How fun. I, I didn't get the exact city. I gather this is somewhere near Lancaster, Pennsylvania, somewhere in mm-hmm. kind of central Pennsylvania. But uh, yeah, they rented out an entire movie theater and people came from far and wide, I guess three different states to participate in this meetup. 
yeah. they watched last week's movie for the show review, Pulp Fiction. So if you would like to find listeners of the show in your area, maybe you can have a meetup this cool. I don't know. This one is probably the coolest thing I've seen so far. Yeah. Um, you can check out the community page of the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash community. People are posting their info there. And uh, thanks to the Pennsylvania crew for sending us a picture. Appreciate it. Glad you guys had a good time. One other uh, piece of housekeeping. Last week, I mentioned there are some technical difficulties going on over at Odyssey. Well, the Odyssey tech team has been very helpful with me this week, and they have the stream, I'm told, back up and live after the tech problems that happened prior uh, at least I think so. I did not verify that for myself when we went live, which I probably should have. But I think the show is on Odyssey as we speak. The, the Odyssey team tells me that the Android app users may still encounter problems. They're still investigating exactly what happened because apparently ah, it's is that why? unique to my channel. If it was Susan telling me that, I'd be very skeptical. But I like these guys at Odyssey, so I'll believe them in this case. And they did fix the issue uh, post-haste. So uh, the live show and, of course, the show on demand are back up on Odyssey. If you'd like an alternative to Susan's Queendom, that's odyssey.com slash at ML Christensen. And remember, that's odyssey, O-D-Y-S-E-E dot com slash ML Christensen. You can find it linked in the description or uh, on the website if you uh, if you forget the exact link. Anyway, hopping into um, the news in... Um, I suppose it's about damn time topics or maybe way too damn late topics. Uh, you may have heard that earlier in the month, preposterously, the Biden administration extended the federal mask mandate for airplanes and airports to April 18th. And it is Why? so stupid, so moronic that even the airline CEOs are fed up with it at this point. Ten of them representing all the major carriers wrote an open letter to Biden asking for an end to these restrictions. They say in part, quote, uh, the mask mandate no longer reflects the realities of the current epide epidemiological. Did I get that right? Epidemiological environment. It's a tough one. Here's some reporting from uh, NBC's Today Show uh, on this particular letter. In a letter to President Biden, the CEOs of every major U.S. airline cite a steady decline of hospitalization and death rates nationwide, writing, much has changed since these measures were imposed and they no longer make sense in the current public health context. The burden of enforcing mask rules often falling on frontline workers and flight attendants. The FAA reporting a dramatic uptick in bad behavior in the skies since the start of the pandemic. I was on a flight last night uh -huh. from, from Detroit, sat next to a guy who was, who was being an idiot about his mask and didn't want to yeah. pull it off. He's eating his Doritos and the poor flight attendant uh -huh. had to enforce. It's yeah. burdensome. Yeah. On For the them. Flight the flight I think that's yeah. what's the tough thing. Yes. Like, it's yeah. burdensome. Why are we People all? take it out on them. Yeah. Right. Why are the flight attendants being yeah. forced to enforce this yeah. when the, the society seems to have moved on? It's like you weren't flying on a domestic flight in coach. Maybe I would like some proof. I don't know if he got some footage. You might be right. What a bunch but, of bullshit. Um, who's going to tell them that it's been burdensome and bullshit this entire For time? Us. Yeah. And what has <laughs> changed? What has changed yeah. from the Delta variant? How is anything different now? There is there are no studies to to show that that 
airplanes were a significant source of transmission in part because of the excellent filtration systems that exist for those cabins. They, yeah. they always say, oh, the data have changed. The epide- epidemiological reality has shifted. No, it hasn't. It's just this is no longer politically viable. And you're tired of having you're tired of asking your your um, your what's the word I'm looking for? The the people who help you on the airplane, the stewardesses. Yes. What, why, why did I for, Flight attendant. You're tired of asking them to enforce this and they you're tired of asking them to harass uh, the people on the flights. And then you're tired of them getting harassed in response. Yeah. But that's been true this entire time. Yeah. Yes, it has. So. Uh, and uh, But at the end, that, that ridiculous story, uh, they all grant the premise, oh, man, this guy was being an idiot. He was just being an idiot, refusing to put his mask on. Well, you're telling me that the masks are no longer necessary. Society has moved on. But this guy, this idiot over here won't put his mask on. You got to pick one. Yeah. He, who's the idiot? You're the one who's demanding uncritical enforcement of something that you you disagree with. But that guy's an idiot for eating Doritos without a mask because yeah, it's yeah. mean to the flight attendant. And what about how burdensome this is on the Dorito man? What a pain in the ass this is for all of us. What and he about hasn't that done guy? Any, yeah, he's done nothing wrong. He's just yeah. eating his Doritos. If he's real at all, which he assuredly isn't, because it's just a story that this reporter made up for common man cred. Didn't you even know, happen. the thing that bothers me the most about this is this, this supposition that anything has changed. Yeah, exactly. It's always been this way. Yeah, welcome to the this club. This never helped. Two years later. Also, I'm, I'm not going to act like good for the, the airlines because they've been fucking us over this entire time. At any point in time, yeah. one of them could have been like, OK, wear a mask, but we're not going to enforce it. And then yeah, exactly. They all write this letter and it's <laughs> you guys all represent the biggest airlines in the country collectively. All the important mm-hmm. ones. Yeah. You know what you could do? Not enforce this bullshit anymore. What's Joe Biden going to do? Shut down all the all the flights across the country. See how see how just, well that's received. Don't enforce it. Yeah. Just stop. You don't need their they're permission. Like they're here. They're heroic for doing this for the people or whatever. It's like we've, we've been subjected to this for two years now. Absolute insanity. Uh, and it's, it's long been speculated that this um, entire coronavirus episode was just a, a drawn out exercise, no pun intended, uh, of conditioning us to become pathetic and weak and subservient because pathetic, weak, subservient people are easier to control I don't know if MSNBC could provide support for that theory any more clearly, but from their opinion pages this week, the far right's obsession with fitness is going digital. Pandemic fitness trends have gone extreme, literally. White supremacist's latest scheme to valorize violence and hypermasculinity has gone digital. The report details... Uh, so-called fascist fitness chat groups on Telegram and elsewhere. They apparently lure young men with health tips and strategies for physical changes, but then radicalize them into neo-Nazi and white supremacist ideologies and get a load of this uh, paragraph, four or five deep. Physical fitness has always been central to the far right. In Mein Kampf, Hitler fixated (laughs) on boxing and jujitsu. Believing they could help him create an army of millions whose aggressive spirit and impeccably trained bodies combined with fanatical love of the fatherland would do more for the German nation than any mediocre tactical weapons training. Now, I assume referencing Mein Kampf, they're also aware that Hitler used written word in order to persuade people. So by the same logic, MSNBC, they're fascist fascist, publication. (laughs) But again, just become fat 
and weak and lazy and a slave to the system. Strength and, and health aren't control. important. Thinking critically about things, not important. Just wear your mask. Continue to eat your Doritos. Don't work out. That's for Nazis. And and of course, not being racist is the most important thing there is. More important than your health itself. Not being racist. If you have to kill yourself to avoid possibly becoming racist, you probably should. <laughs> because not being racist. Most important thing. And if you're um you know, if you're if you're suffering at the pump lately, if you're looking at the prices for gasoline and wondering how you're gonna fit this into your budget, Democrats have a plan for you. They're going to fix it by, uh, I guess, cutting more checks from the government. Is that the idea? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, everybody's seen that clip from Gavin Newsom this week where he, with his super creepy smile, is like, we're going to give uh, $400, $800 if you're a couple to every person to help come with on the gas. down i know it's <laughs> wow. it's just so it's just so creepy i mean did you watch that clip it's like he actually, I actually have not seen that one but he looks to, like he looks like satan but um that was to combat this proposal of a gas rebate this gas rebate act of 2022 um supported by democrats and proposed by democrats where american drivers would receive a 100 dollar energy rebate per month for the remainder of 2022. I can't imagine what this is going to do to inflation. Um, and it only would be if the national average exceeds $4 per gallon, but it's already at 423 as of Thursday. So yeah, what once again, if we can just cut checks to have people afford all the things they need, cut a check to everyone, make them a millionaire, or are there negative consequences to it, doing of that? Of course. Yeah. That there obviously are, there are additional hmm. constraints uh, for people that earn less than $75,000, or I guess you wouldn't get it if you earn more than $75,000 and for joint oh. tax filers who earn, um, wait, additional constraints would apply to those who earn less than 75,000. That can't be right. That's that would imply that it's more restrictive if you're under. That's weird. But in any case, they're trying to filter out who really needs this, I gather, is that must is be an idea. error in the article. Yeah. Um, Gavin Newsom's plan to, to counter this 11 billion dollar relief package. Ah, uh, yeah. the fact that anybody believes this. So we're going to we're not going to uh, expand the supply in any way. We're not going to incentivize production. We're not going to try to increase production. We're going to keep the supply the same. We're just going to give everybody money to buy that same supply, which is, of course, only an increase in demand, which means what? Increased demand, same supply. Guess what happens to the price? You get a yeah. check for 100 bucks, and then gas costs $8 a gallon and you have made no progress. Exactly. You might even be in uh, worse position. People do believe this. They're stupid. Stupid, stupid, stupid. <sighs> well, we shall see. I, I, I doubt that one has a, a high prospect at passing, but who knows? Maybe maybe it can happen. This uh, what happened in Orlando is uh, absolute madness. Did you actually see the footage of this kid uh, <clears throat> falling from the ride? I did. I'm just so desensitized to things like this. Like I just watch a teenager fall to his death and I'm like, man, what am I going to eat for dinner? <laughs> well, it uh, there are a lot of. Um, I would say complicating factors in what happened here. He looks but, so uh, much like Michael Brown, too. I feel like even though this this kid wasn't committing any crimes, I uh, uh, he looks like Michael Brown ate Michael Brown is what he looks like. Michael Brown was also a big motherfucker. This big kid guy. is like six, five, three, Two or three, three, forty, three, forty. Yeah. Where's the other picture of him sitting down? I don't know if I have that. 
Yeah. I don't know if I have that one, but yeah, he's a giant kid who fell out of this ride in Orlando about, well, it's called the free fall and it drops 400 some feet and he just fell out and hit the ground. Well, it, it has you at the very top. It has you face downward. Oh, so you start kind of like suspended or hanging. And then you, you go down like this with your face. Well, that's even crazy if, to hold that kind of weight. And this thing travels at like 70 miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Do you think that he like slid out of his seat like a boneless mass of blubber? And that's how it happened. It was that's like, what seems to be implied. But before I speculate, what do we know as far as the confirmed facts? Um, well, the the uh, incident's been shared on social media and it shows Tyre Sampson, who's 14, although he looks 35. Plunging from the Orlando it's Tyree. I thought it was Tyre too. Is <laughs> but it really it's, Tyree? It's Tyree. It's T-Y-R-E. Yeah, yeah. I totally it's thought it was Tyre. Tyree. But Tyree. Uh, I should be more respectful in my reporting. <laughs> anyway, so about 200 feet down from the 400 foot descent, he fell out. And um, he was just like laying on the ground. 911, uh, people that called 911 were like, yeah, his legs and his arms are broken and everything like that. And it, it seems like he was improperly restrained, but also as though the, um, the mechanism was, uh, insufficient to begin with. Like Hmm. it didn't have a clip. And in this unfortunate, uh, witness, um, statement, you can see like right before they go up, this girl is like, where's the clickety click thing. Yeah. Cause she's talking about like the, the, the buckle and the guy's like, it it ain't no problem. How many hicks does it take to kill one (laughs) black guy? God, um anyway so he just fell out and he died later at the hospital so and the the footage that does exist obviously we're not going to show it to you but we do have some commentary from that witness you don't see the impact but the sound is probably 15 20 feet away from the guy filming on his phone the sound is plenty um and then there was so there's the commentary from the witness and what we can hear in his footage which i'll get to in a minute but there's also this 911 call uh, what, what, what did the 911 call say? Um, the person calling says, uh, they're not breathing. He's not breathing, but he's not responsive. It looks like his arms and his legs are broken. Um, I don't know from where he fell. Uh, the park staff didn't secure the seatbelt on him. And then they talked in the background. Um, they, you could hear some of the park staff being like, did you secure it? Did you secure it? And hmm. the, this hick, this like hick white guy is like, the light went on. Like, I saw the light go on. <laughs> okay. So here's, um, here's some commentary from that witness who recorded the footage that a lot of people have seen. Ivan says he had his cell phone out to record his friend's reaction after the drop, not even realizing what his video ended up capturing. We're freezing the video here, choosing not to show the moment 14-year-old Tyree Sampson falls. Were there any red flags? Right from the beginning. In Ivan's video, you can see one of his friends question the ride restraints. <laughs> Why doesn't this have like the little clicky-click, like the seatbelt? They were asking if they had that additional seatbelt. Uh, you know, in most rides, you have your harness that pulls down on you, but you also have the additional secondary seatbelt. But this doesn't have that. This does not have that. About 30 seconds after Tyree falls, ride employees ask each other about the harness. Hmm. They're probably telling the truth. Well, I wonder if there are height and weight limits, just size limits in general. This was a freakishly huge 14-year-old. 
Well, they did. He did get uh, rejected from most of the rides he tried to go on. And and if you're as evidenced by the fact that Ben Crump is now on the scene, uh, pay us a million dollars or more. I'm sure many million dollars or else you're racist. If they don't let him on the ride, guess what? Ben Crump is on the scene for discrimination. I know. I know. I, 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 I'm not saying we don't, we don't know. I, I don't know that this is. I don't know if this is a design flaw. I don't know if there was negligence on the part of the park. It's certainly possible that there's some significant fault uh, that they bear. But I know that in general, uh, refusing people of color for service is a very dangerous game to play. And you're kind of asking to get in trouble if you do that. So I'm, I'm sure there's not a lot of eagerness on the part of the staff at the at the park to say, sorry, huge black guy, you can't get on this ride. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Shouldn't some of the onus be on us for being thrill seeking? <laughs> when when you go to an amusement park, you forget that you're getting hurled around in all directions on yeah on a ride and everything, and you just assume there's no danger. It's stupid. Why would you just assume there's no danger? I mean, and I did stuff like that when I was fourteen and twenty and twenty five. However, it is dumb. Every year, some carny gets his legs chopped off. That's <laughs> probably statistically true. I'm not a big. Uh, amusement park or ride guy so that surprises I, me none yeah I, I mean i don't know I, I i wouldn't refuse but it's not it's not my vacation that i pick it's not you know i i, I don't think i would ride this ride if i had my choice of activities but anyway so yeah. what uh, has ben crump promised anything are we going to get some big he settlement did here? say his statement, this young man was the kind of son every parent hopes for, an honor roll student, an aspiring athlete, and a kind-hearted person who cared about others. Needless to say, his family is absolutely devastated. A fun theme park visit with his football team should not have ended in tragedy. Take out the part about the theme park, and that is exactly what he said about Jacob Blake. Uh, <laughs> he probably has a, a form letter, a form statement. Yeah, yeah. Insert dead black guy name here for Ben Crump's appearance. He basically parachutes into these events at this point. He is a very rapid responder. I know. Uh, my instinct is to is to withhold pity from this person. And I don't know why. Is it because he should have known after he got rejected from all these rides that he should go on no rides and stop trying to test it? Stupidity uh, is clearly a factor in this. Can we all agree on that? There are some physics that should have been considered. I'm surprised nobody uh, raised those concerns uh, beforehand, I suppose, among his friend group and maybe even in his own mind. But again, um, I'm sure that staff, whether they are overconfident in the safety of the ride or they don't want to face a discrimination lawsuit, they're not going to tell him no if he wants to get on that ride. So we'll see how much it costs them in terms of a dollar amount once this is all resolved. Oh, for sure. And you wonder not only what they'll pay to that family, the check that they write, but what will they pay in lost revenue? Because what do you think that ride looks like, say, today, if you go to this par- icon park in Orlando? How many people are signing up? I'm sure it's closed, actually. But let's say it reopens a few weeks from now. How many people are signing up to go get on the free fall ride? It's in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there are plenty of of drunk white people that will be on that ride on Monday. We shall see if uh, if anybody's able to confirm the line at the free fall at icon park for me. In uh, in a few weeks time, I'd be curious to know. I mean, anyway. do you feel super bad about this? Maybe it's just that I don't care when people that I don't know die. Generally, I you're, don't You're care. getting all like existential about it. I didn't know because that I I'm thought starting, that. I'm starting to feel bad that 10% of me thinks this is funny and the other 90% doesn't care. 
What's wrong with me? Some teenager's dead for like no reason. Well, and like I said, the footage is, I don't need to see the imagery to realize how gnarly that is just by imagining it and hearing the soundtrack. So, and and you got to remember too, there's what happened to him, which yeah, it's tragic. It sucks. A lot of people saw it happen. And a lot of people are going to be dealing with kind of the mental burden of that for, uh, for some time here. I feel like I'd be fine. (laughs) Blonde would go, ha, where's the cotton candy? I hate cotton candy. Okay, fine. Pot with caramel corn. What's your preferred? Oh yeah. Let's give me some kettle corn. All right. Maybe I'll have kettle corn. Did I just say caramel? You know, you did get out of town. I'm team caramel in terms of the pronunciation, but caramel corn just sounds wrong. Caramel corn. Yeah. Okay. uh, Caramel corn is the only context we've settled. Oh, funnel cake. Yep. Ah. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's more significant news. And that is that um, I guess we're just going to casually talk about what is an implied World War Three. And by uh, we, I mean the president of the United States, who's the commander in chief of our military. And with Joe Biden's babble, you always have to wonder what you're getting. Is it just incoherent old man screaming at the sky stuff? Or is there something to it? Does he know things way back in there in his old man brain that he's not supposed to say, but it just kind of leaks out anyway. For example, I'll never forget when just before the election, he said, quote, we have put together the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American (laughs) politics. A very bizarre and specific quote to utter that the fact checkers say is merely a slip of the tongue. Is that what we're dealing with here? Slips of the tongue, unintended mistake statements. If so, a lot of them happened in sequence uh, this week because it was at least four massive gaffes. They want us to believe they're just gaffes. The White House has been scrambling to clean up and all of them implying or even outright stating that that World War Three and a reorganization of the world is coming. So it started on Monday. Biden was speaking to CEOs at the Business Roundtable's quarterly meeting, and he said outright, a new world order is coming. You know, we are at an inflection point, I believe, in the world economy, not just the world economy in the world. It occurs every three or four generations. And now is a time when things are shifting. We're going to there's going to be a new world order out there. And we've got to leave it. We've got to unite the rest of the free world in doing it. I forgot to grab the official USA Today fact check to put on the screen, but this was fact check false. Fact checked false that he uh, he meant a one world government. Did it say that? Because I I read it. It said our rating missing context. (laughs) Sorry. Fact check missing context. You're right. Uh, Maybe they changed it over the course of the day, but. Based on our research, we rate missing context to the claim that Biden said there's a new world order because without additional details, it could be misleading. Biden's full speech shows he was discussing global changes in the wake of Russia's attack on Ukraine. He was not confirming a one world government oh. conspiracy theory. Historians and experts say this, say that the term new world order has been used by politicians for decades to describe international changes during a new period of history so look to historians and experts because they've never led you astray right this is lowercase new world order guys not Mm. capital letter new world order very different yeah Yeah. so that that consider that one cleaned up but it it got 
worse, or at least there were more of them afterwards. So on Thursday, Biden took questions at an emergency NATO summit in Brussels, Belgium. A reporter asked him what will happen if Russia uses chemical weapons in Ukraine. And Biden says, says if they do that, NATO will respond, quote, in kind. If chemical weapons were used in Ukraine, would that trigger a military response from NATO? It would be. It would trigger a response in kind, whether or not you're asking whether NATO would cross, we'd make that decision at the time. What a motherfucker. In kind, as in of the same kind, as in we will respond to chemical weapons with With chemical chemical weapons. chemical weapons is the only way that can be taken. Anyway, uh, Jake Sullivan had to be like, oh, shit, the old man is at it again. And he uh, described what Biden meant by in kind. Sullivan said that that he meant will respond accordingly and that Russia would pay a severe price. Quote, we will collect the form and nature of our response based on the nature of the action Russia takes and will do so in coordination with our allies. And I won't go beyond that other than to say the United States has no intention of using chemical weapons, period, under any circumstances. So exactly the opposite of what Joe Biden said. Okay. How's that for clarification? You mean reversal? Well, and as long as he's clarifying, let's be clear on this, too. It's insane not just to say that we would use chemical weapons, but military involvement within Ukraine in general on behalf of NATO. NATO is a defense organization. Ukraine is not a NATO member. So you can dislike what Putin is doing. You can say that it's wrong. Uh, But to say that NATO ought to respond militarily within Ukraine, even if it's not chemical weapons, that is not consistent with NATO's organizational purpose. So we have layers of madness to this quote, but the White House has clarified, so consider it a non-issue. Then he visited soldiers with the 82nd Airborne stationed in um, in Poland on Friday, and he gave a speech that praised the courage of the Ukrainian people. And Biden said that soon you guys are going to see that Ukrainian courage for yourself, implication being in Ukraine when you're sent there to go fight. Yeah. And you're going to see when you're there, and sometimes you've been there, you're going to see, you're going to see women, young people standing, standing in the middle of front of a damn tank, just saying, I'm not leaving. I'm holding my ground. They're incredible. But this one, too, has been cleaned up. When he said you guys are going to go to Ukraine and witness these things, he meant the exact opposite, right? Yeah, the White House tweeted, update. The White House spokesperson tells me, Quote, the president has been clear we are not sending U.S. troops to Ukraine and there is no change in that position. Has he been clear? I feel like that was a little unclear in that latest statement. I think this whole Ukraine thing, they must just be trying to oust him because he's gone. Oust Putin or or oust Biden? No, oust Biden. He's gone rogue with this dementia. They must or, be very concerned. Is he this going is all rogue? a ruse to get get Kamala? Or is he just saying the things that are that are three weeks ahead of where we are now because he knows and he's not supposed to say them, but he's saying them. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, there was a second scandal associated with this visit with the soldiers, and uh, you might call it Pizza Gate too. Biden walked into the mess hall and observed that the soldiers were eating pizza and said, hey, you guys getting started? Or are you finishing up? Oh, no, we're just getting started. And Biden says, let me sit down and have a piece of that. It is alleged. I, I can't tell from the video, but it is alleged that Joe Biden ate pizza before any of the soldiers did. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, 
Uh, are you finished in or just starting? They're, they're, they're starting in. They're doing a little bit closer. Well, if you're starting in, I'm going to sit down and have some meetings. Is that all right? Yeah. 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 And then this photo was circulating because he eats pizza like a proper lizard person. <laughs> all these all these soldiers just looking at him like, what a jackass. Well, I know. I know photos can be misleading. You snap a photo at a particular moment in time and you can make it look like however you want to make it look as far as people's expressions and things. But uh, that's that a that's a misleading. photo that's worth a thousand words for sure. Uh, but probably most importantly, uh, on Saturday, Biden gave a speech in Warsaw, Poland, uh, Poland, and to close the speech, he said, quote, for God's sake, Putin cannot remain in power. We will have a different future, a brighter future rooted in democracy and principle, hope and light of decency and dignity of freedom and possibilities. For God's sake, this man cannot remain in power. God bless you all, and may God defend our freedom, and may God protect our troops. Thank you for your patience. Well, go get him at the State of the Union finally makes sense. Maybe that's what he was talking about. Yeah, really. Uh, that sounds really definitive. Um, well, but- you know what? The only thing that's definitive, it, that's not what it meant. It didn't mean take Putin out of power. Yeah, the White House uh, told Fox News right after the speech concluded. So they really were on this. The president's point was that Putin cannot be allowed to exercise power over his neighbors or the region. He was not discussing Putin's power in Russia or regime change. Right. That's what he means. For God's sake, Putin can't have power in this specific context, but in all other contexts, his power is legitimate and we're not going to change it. That's the extended version of the quote he just kind of left out. That, that that moment was apparently unscripted, too, because anytime you're giving a big speech like this, you have to wonder, was that on a teleprompter? Was that intentional? Yeah. It's reported that that was unscripted. That was just off the cuff. Yikes. So uh, who, who knows? Well, draw your own conclusions about whether this old man knows things or whether he's just. Uh, uh, going rogue for some reason I have no idea but it doesn't look like the American people are particularly impressed regardless uh, regardless even this wartime rally is not helping Biden's uh, sinking poll numbers that might be hurting them significantly actually but according to new polling from NBC uh, out over the weekend seven in ten Americans express low confidence that Biden can deal with the Russia Ukraine situation eight in ten are worried that the war will increase gas prices and possibly involve nuclear weapons <laughs> and during the largest inflation spike in 40 years overwhelming majorities say they believe the country is headed the wrong direction and disapprove of Biden's handling of the economy Biden's overall job approval rating in this poll has fallen to 40 percent. That's the lowest level of his presidency in this particular poll. The poll also finds that Republicans hold a two point lead in the generic congressional ballot ahead of the midterms. And if that's the case, given a lot of polls in general, but maybe even the specifics of this poll, it it certainly could be wider than that. Uh, One of the paragraphs in the story here reads, quote, what this poll says is that President Biden and Democrats are headed for a catastrophic election, said Republican pollster uh, Bill uh, McInturf of 
uh, public opinion strategy who conducted this survey with Democratic pollster uh, Jeff Horwood of Heart Research Associates. Okay, so it was bipartisan. Originally, I thought this was a Democrat conducted poll. It's an NBC poll apparently conducted with two two different pollsters. But either way, this looks like a, a complete disaster for the president and his party. Uh, fire up the fortification mechanisms. They're really going to need them rolling into November. This will have to be as mean? heavily fortified as possible. But uh, but that's that. There's not much more to say other than do you believe the words coming out of the president's mouth or don't you? But a lot of insanity this weekend. Um, anything else uh, you wanted to mention before we hop into Kentaji's confirmation? I mean, this cannot be what they intended. This can't possibly be what just they the wanted. overall state of Ukraine. No, this Biden blabbering nonsense, this old oh. man uh, stream of consciousness. He's totally uncontrollable. They thought that he was not so close to dementia that they'd be able to control the narrative more tightly. And they've clearly lost control. Yeah. During the campaign and maybe in earlier parts of his presidency, they did a pretty good job of hiding him and getting him to mostly shut the hell up and only read off of scripts. Now, apparently, maybe even the scripts aren't enough. Yeah. We'll see how long they can hang on to it. But we are. Well, we're right about a year away from if Biden left office, his his successor would have basically a free roll on half of a presidential term because that person would be able to run again. And if that person won, run again and effectively get a 10 year presidential term. That's not going to happen. Despite the two term limit. They can't want Kamala either. I mean, yeah. There's one thing I've learned. There's always a plan. And the thing is, yeah, that's true. Joe Biden knows the plan. It's in his old man brain. That's why I when he says crazy things, I tend to put a lot of stock in it. Uh, I believe that it's it's maybe not exactly what's coming, but there's some some truth to it. Some people. That's true. Somebody put that little kernel in his old man brain. I think that the end game is to get uh, minority women in positions of power, but I don't really understand it because like with Ketanji Brown and Kamala Harris, their stupidity and competence will just be laid bare for all no, to see. So no, no, no. Didn't you listen here? to the hearing? It was the most impressive, most highly qualified Supreme Court confirmation hearing you've ever heard in the history of the I country. Was, I was highly impressed. For a <laughs> How much woman. of it did you listen to? Yeah, no, no. I was I was highly impressed for a black woman. But my standards are just incredibly low. Just oh, well, okay. All right. So it went better than you expected. This was this was not a disaster. The disaster you were thinking it was going to be. Most articulate black woman I've I've ever heard. Outside More than of, co- um, who's the one? You know the thing. Joe Biden. The, no, the black woman. The Bush black woman. Help me out. The Bush, Cory Bush? No, the Bush era <laughs> black woman. Come on. Oh, you're talking about uh, Condoleezza Rice. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> Condoleezza Rice. Most okay. impressive black woman since Condoleezza Rice. All right. Well, um, it is all but decided now. On Friday, Joe Manchin announced that he will vote to confirm Joe Biden's Joe Biden's black chick pick uh, for Supreme Court. Katanji Brown Jackson. The announcement... Um, uh, from Manchin, all but guarantees that uh, that her confirmation at a vote that is expected to come in April uh, is going to go her way in the way of the Democrats. Um, it looks like Democrats will have unanimity in supporting her confirmation. John Tester <laughs> has announced that he will support. Uh, Kirsten Cinema has not yet announced, but it's likely that she will. And if that's the case, 
then so Democrats stupid. get all the votes they need. They get added history. It'll be the first black chick uh, Supreme Court nominee confirmed by the first black chick tiebreaker in the Senate. This will just be uh, you know, diversity section. So far, <laughs> no Republicans have announced support to confirm her. But between Romney, Collins, Murkowski uh, and some others, you can bet there's going to be at least one or two. So despite the controversies, um, this is now a lock unless Deborah Katz shows up with an accuser yeah. in the next week or so. But I wouldn't count on that. I posted my thoughts on the hearing and her confirmation yesterday. You can you can check that out if you want the details. Um, but the general summary there, I think the biggest idea, she should seriously, <clears throat> something, something in my throat, sorry. <clears throat> seriously speaking, she should be rejected on her judicial philosophy alone. Her defense yeah. on this child porn leniency that we talked a little bit about last week, we'll talk a little bit more about in a few minutes, was uh, the, the reasoning here is that current federal law doesn't properly address these crimes in the Internet era. And so she as a judge has to adjust accordingly. That philosophy argues that a judge's subjective viewpoints about is the law modern is the law fair is the yeah. law considerate the, those should be prioritized over what the law is what the law says and if the law is bad it's congress's job to fix it it's not the judge's job to alter it from the bench that is legislating from the bench it shouldn't happen that is the serious basis on which her her nomination should be rejected at least in my yeah, opinion of but let's recap some of the moments uh, of the hearing uh, this week so you know, many of um, Biden and Jackson's critics have called Jackson an affirmative action pick uh, based solely on the fact that Biden explicitly said he was choosing her on the basis of her race and her sex. Well, listen to the absolute dumbest senator when she tells you this is not affirmative action. This is way different. This is intentionally selecting a black woman for the court. Some of my Republican colleagues and public figures have attempted to undermine your qualifications through their pejorative use of the term affordable, aff affirmative action. Your nomination is about, not about filling a quota. It is about time. It's about time that we have a highly qualified, highly accomplished black woman on the Supreme Court. So, see, debunked. There's no quota here. You just what you just said the thing that you didn't mean to say. <laughs> Someone slipped her the definition of quota after she said that. And <sighs> maybe her mind changed. But uh, also debunked uh, are the charges that Jackson went light on child porn offenders. The fact checkers just declared that in unison this week. Debunked as though nobody could possibly have reasonable questions about it. You mean but all true. Based on her record. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Uh, we will still try to have some reasonable questions about it anyway. Remember, there uh, these are the um, the cases highlighted by Senator Howley. Uh, we talked about last Sunday, something like 10 of them in every child porn case that she oversaw as a district court judge. Jackson gave the offender a sentence below the prosecutor's request and below congressional sentencing guidelines, mm. even with advance warning and uh, apparent time to prepare ahead of time her answers to these questions were uh, atrocious at least momentarily 
She had at least one plausible one, as I mentioned. Uh, you know, it's not one that I agree with, but it's at least non-insane. Current federal law doesn't sufficiently distinguish between production and um, and consumption and distribution. We talked about this a little bit last week. And so as a trend, federal judges in consumption and distribution cases have trended toward lower end sentences for those crimes because they're they're lower crimes Mm -hmm. in the eyes of these judges than production, because production involves the direct abuse of a child. That's their that's their reasoning. And that can be critiqued. Um, but it's at least not an outright insane explanation. If she got up there and said that you could say, well, I don't agree, but I can at least understand the thinking. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, otherwise, uh, I don't really understand the thinking except that she really, really doesn't want pedophiles to have a bad life. Well, uh, at least one of them is outright saying, Hey, thanks for giving me a break as we'll get to in a moment. Yeah. And she didn't just leave it there. You had time to prepare There was all this coaching going on. You just say that and it at least sounds non-insane, but she tacked on these insane arguments like this one with Lindsey Graham on the Internet. Who knows? You might be just browsing uh, for about 15 minutes and all of a sudden you've distributed thousands and thousands of child porn files. In comes the Internet. On the Internet, with one click, you can receive, you can distribute tens of thousands. You can be doing this for 15 minutes and all of a sudden you are looking at 30, 40, 50 years in prison. Good. Cut. Good. I understand. Absolutely good. I hope you are. (laughs) So what? This is such bullshit. How many people can you kill in in the span of 15 minutes if you're a trained marksman? Let's ask Stephen Paddock, you know. And let's imagine that all those 57 people were black. Would Katanji Brown still be like, well, I don't want his life to be ruined because of what happened in 15 minutes. Yeah, I, I, a lot of crimes happen much quicker than 15 minutes. So that's a yeah. bizarre distinction to make. Yeah. Just because it's on the Internet doesn't make it any less serious. In fact, you could argue the opposite. The whole point is, well, on the Internet, these gigantic volumes are possible. Yeah, that's worse. Yeah. I, I It's like saying on the Internet, you can hack into banks and steal from thousands of people instead of one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's worse. That's yeah. not better. Why, why is that an argument for leniency? <clears throat> uh, so that's a bizarre distinction. Um, and <laughs> these are these are complicated questions, though, and complicated questions have complicated answers. <laughs> so CNN brought on their um, their known porn expert, Jeffrey Tubin to explain and he says, you, see, you don't understand, this is nothing but QAnon fodder. We had the entire half hour of, of Senator Hawley's question about a single case where he got to recite the grisly details of and, and say pedophilia over and over again. This is about appealing to the QAnon audience, this cult that is a big presence in Republican Party politics now. This has very little to do with Judge, Judge uh, Jackson. Really? It's very little to it do with her. Everything to do with her. <laughs> Except for it's it's her own record. And now uh well, I'll I'll get to that in just a second, but but yeah, it's part of her document documented record. It's not it's not some kooky theory and that's what um that's what's weird and about how backward all of this gets. In the case of Kavanaugh, you can have an accusation with zero corroborating evidence. He's branded as a rapist for life. Jackson yeah. 
oversees child porn cases and sentences them lightly. And in at least some cases, borderline apologizes to the offender. And we call that some crazy internet theory, even though it is all written in government documentation. Uh, Why is it? Why is it crazy internet conspiracy theorizing to ask questions about her record as a judge? That's as pure because as the questions get. Because there's a 0% get. chance that she's not going to get confirmed, and so they can't field any of these questions. Yeah. They just can't. Well, there were questions about one of the pieces of defense that we heard last week was, look, these people who are just consumption or distribution offenders, they don't really go on to abuse children. They don't even really go on to reoffend. They're not really threats to society. That was the argument that was made. This guy that was kind of the highlight of, of Holly's questioning of uh, Jackson has actually spoken to the Washington Post. And I don't want to be he, he has not reoffended as far as I can tell. I've seen some claims to that effect. He's not committed a crime, but it doesn't look like he's kicked the habit entirely either. Um, yeah, this guy's name is Wesley Hawkins. He told the Washington Post that he was angry with Katanji Brown for being sent to prison at all. He was sent to prison for three months for having hundreds of images of young boys, young boys, um, until other offenders, other convicts told him that they had received sentences of five or six years in prison. And then he was like, oh, thank you. And he said, I feel that she chose to take into consideration the fact that I was just getting started in life and she knew this was going to hold me back for years to come regardless. So she didn't really want to add on to that. Um, However, following his sentence in 2019, Hawkins was ordered by Jackson to complete his supervised release at a halfway house because he had been searching for sexually arousing but non-pornographic material and images of males 13 to 16 years old. And was highly likely to reoffend. So what? he had gone up in age a little bit, and then it wasn't straight up child porn. Uh, do we get to know what the searches were? He was seeking material. What what was he seeking? Sexually arousing but non-pornographic images of minors. That's what he was seeking? Yeah. I, I remember one time uh, somebody linked me to this Instagram account so that I could report them. And it was all like little girls in in like leotards doing um, gymnastics. Hmm. I bet it was stuff... It was horrifying. I immediately um, reported the account. Instagram allows stuff like that. But I bet it was stuff like that. Okay. Gymnasts. So he's very thankful. He was mad at first, but now he says, thank you, Katanji, for giving me a second shot. Okay. We will see if uh, any of the uh, reoffending that we were told would never happen happens or not later on. Of course, the, um, the most viral moment of the hearing was in response to questioning from Marsha Blackburn. Uh, Blackburn asked Jackson about legal distinctions for women in the law, and Jackson refused to provide a definition for woman uh, when asked. Do you agree between men and Hold women on. that My are went in, let's try again. do you agree with justice ginsburg that there are physical differences between men and women that are enduring respectfully i am not familiar with that particular quote or case okay. uh can you provide a definition for the word woman can i provide a definition mm-hmm. no yeah i can't you can't not in okay. this context. So I'm not a biologist. The of the word. Ugh. Okay. 
Isn't what did strange that woman how- say last week? Um, I'm not a vet, but I know what a dog is. Yeah, I thought it was really crazy how those two how those two news stories collided in consecutive weeks. Because it wasn't just that comparison, but the guy that woman was talking to at the Leah Thomas swim meet said outright to question her, well, are you a biologist? Can you really say what a woman is if you aren't a biologist? Now, it's not just the crazy guy in the stands at the Leah Thomas meet. That's soon to be your your Supreme Court, next Supreme Court justice of the United States. But what's amazing, number one, that answer grants the premise that sex is biological. It's not Mm -hmm. some mystical nonsense if you need biology expertise it must be a biological concept but number two um it actually isn't even a biological question in this context per se it it is but it's a legal uh, concept here based on a biological concept so it's really weird for someone in a legal profession to say well i can't address that when as the questions um that were asked to her are getting at it's a distinction in the law that you are asked to apply all the time. What do you mean you can't define it? Right, right. You There's all sorts of laws that differentiate and uh, apply uh, or adjudicate discrimination on the basis of sex or, or She's sending people to, wim- to women's prison and, and men- male prison too. Yes, correct. So if you apply laws that differentiate between men and women all the time, how do you know who's a woman? And to the point of all the memes... How did Biden nominate you uh, since he was specifically picking a woman? What criteria did he use to assess your womanhood? And most frustratingly, in her questioning with Dianne Feinstein, they both went on and on and on about how great it is that a woman has been picked. Judge Jackson, if confirmed, you would become the sixth woman to ever serve on the Supreme Court. This would be the nearest we have ever come to gender equity on the Supreme Court. There would be four women on a court with nine justices. I have received so many notes and letters and photos from little girls around the country. They are so excited for this opportunity because I am a woman, because I am a black woman, all of those things people have said have been really meaningful to them. I forgot the, um, the USA today fact check earlier about Biden and what he means by all his insane old man ramblings. But this one is even more insane. Uh, USA today takes the cake for most insane fact check of the week. The, uh, the headline, Marsha Blackburn asked Katanji Brown Jackson to define woman. Science says that there's no simple answer. You scroll down for, to an absolutely legendary sentence Scientists agree there is no sufficient way to clearly define what makes someone a woman. With billions of women on the planet, there is much variation. What? (laughs) How are you counting the billions of women without sufficient justification to identify the individual one? That's a question. Uh, And then as though as though variation makes something undefinable. There are a lot of different types of cars. I know that four wheels and some sort of onboard power mechanism is what makes a car. Yeah. <laughs> Just because there are variations doesn't mean yeah. that a car is an undefinable thing. Lots of different types of dogs. I know that canine genetics is what makes something a dog. So it it's just so frustrating with the, the Feinstein stuff there too. Well, in, in this context, I can't define woman. Also in this context, it's really great that I, as a woman am here to be nominated to the court 
what criteria are you using to assign yourself the category of woman? Right. Um, well, I mean, they know that they're not going to be challenged on any of these things. They don't have to be prepared. Uh, and, and they don't have to uh, make any claims that are going to be disputed. It, it doesn't really matter. They, she's you, she's in. It doesn't you're, matter. You're probably onto it that they just didn't even care to, to do the preparation to grant legitimacy to these questions, because that's what was so frustrating to me. It's not it's not that um, that she has to sit up there and say everything exactly as I would or how how I would agree with it, although that would be satisfying. And I think yeah. there are some certain ideological litmus tests that should be applied. It's the fact that she was told ahead of time, hey, we're going to ask you about these things because we have concerns about them. And they just apparently didn't, didn't even she said to Josh Howley at one point, well, I don't remember the specifics of that case. Okay, number one, you were the judge on the case. <laughs> I know. Number How many two, cases he, she presided over. Not that that really matters. It's hundreds, to be remember. fair. You might forget specific details. Mm. But number two, he told you days prior. I'm going to ask you about this specific case, just so you know, because I, I yeah. want a good answer. Yeah. And yeah. to your point, the preparation wasn't done. So it's, it's. I, I guess you chalk it up to just not caring because it's irrelevant to the confirmation. But there are a couple other things I wanted to mention here before we fi- were finished up. Uh, Jackson also had a terrible answer. To a simple question, or at least theoretically simple question from uh, Senator Kennedy, when does life begin? And she said, again, I don't know. When uh, when does life begin, in your opinion? Senator, um, I don't know. <laughs> Ma'am? I don't know. Do you have I, a I belief? I have um, personal, religious, and otherwise beliefs that have nothing to do with the law in terms of when life begins. When does equal protection of the laws attach to a a human being? Well, Senator, um, I believe that the Supreme Court... um, Actually, I I actually don't know the answer to that question. I'm sorry. I don't. I'm more lenient on this one. Well, uh, it was evasive, though. It's not because she doesn't yeah. have an opinion about it or a, a legal belief system. Uh, it, she was just being evasive. That's the thing that I have a problem with. But it is, um, although I believe that life begins at conception, there are other arguments to be made, I think. Yeah, and I don't have a problem with that. To be clear, I'm not saying that you can't have some questions or perhaps there are some nuances to this question that ought to be considered. That's not what I'm saying. I think the I don't know concept is a very important one in this context that, that should be thought about. That is to say, if we accept the premise of I don't know, there are some conclusions that can be drawn for that. So, for example, if we don't know, if I don't know when life begins, if I'm her, I don't know when life begins, or if I'm any um, pro-choice activist, yeah. I don't know when life begins. Well, why isn't that an argument for caution on abortion? We don't exactly, know when life right. begins. Therefore, that thing might be a life. Therefore, maybe we shouldn't kill it because there are moral implications to doing that. So if it might be a life um, and I don't know, it's probably better not to hack it up. Yeah. It it seems to me that if you're going to make an argument for abortion that because it's not a life, it's something else. Right. You have to be able to explain when that life begins so that we know definitively what you're doing is not the killing of a life. Exactly. Yeah. Err on the side of caution. Yeah. And then um, as Kennedy asks... When life begins isn't just some she dismisses as kind of a a religious concept or a personal thing, but it's a legal concept. And this is what his question was getting at insofar as life is entitled to certain legal protection. Um, Life gets equal protection of the law. 
And so much like the woman question, if you don't know what life is, how do you know how to apply the law to it? Exactly. And in the context of adult humans walking around, it's a little easier. But again, I don't know what life is. Well, there's got it's got to be some if it's possible that it's a life, there's got to be some caution exercise there instead of just rabid butchery that the that a lot of the activists want. She could have cited a legal precedent. She could have gone about that in a a litany of of different ways. Yeah. Well, uh, the good news for her is that she was not, in fact, the biggest clown of the hearing, her being Jackson. It was Cory Booker promoting or prompting rather Jackson's tears in admiration of her. So Corey, as I said at the top of the show, he had this great story that definitely happened about how he went out jogging and some black woman came up to him and nearly tackled him just to be close to him. Why? Not because she's a big Cory Booker fan. She just wanted to be close to someone who was close to Katanji. Cue the waterworks. That is the story of how you got to this desk. You and I and everyone here, generations of folk who came here. And so you faced insults here that were shocking to me. Well, actually not shocking, but don't worry, my sister. Don't worry, God has got you. I just look at you and I I start getting full of emotion. I'm jogging this morning and I get terrified because I put my music on loud when I'm jogging, (laughs) trying to block out the noise of the, of the heart attack I'm having. <laughs> and this woman comes up on me, Matt practically tackles me, an African-American woman. And the look on her eyes, she just wanted to touch me, because I think, because I'm sitting so close to you, and tell me what it meant to her to watch you sitting where you're sitting. And you did not get there because of some left-wing agenda. You got here how every black woman in America who's gotten anywhere has done by being <laughs> like Ginger Rogers no. said, I did everything Fred Astaire did, but backwards in heels. <laughs> Ugh. This preacher stuff. It's like, come on, can we, can we leave it in the inner city? Except Cory Booker was the result of two wealthy parents. Academics. Things that totally happened with Cory Booker. That, that could be a recurring bit. It's so obsequious and self-serving. And- and again, just like Maisie Hirono, oh, no, no, no. It's not that she got special treatment because of being a black chick, even though we picked her explicitly because she's a black chick. It just so happens that she's the best judge in the country who doesn't know what a woman is and doesn't know what a life is and doesn't necessarily even know what her own judicial record is. But other than that, best judge in the country. Yeah. Uh, as far as what the public thinks of Jackson, I've seen polling all over the place. CNN is calling her the most popular Supreme Court nominee in years, or at least since John Roberts back in, what was it, 2005, around there, citing a plus 27 point net popularity rating. 53% of Americans support her confirmation, 26% opposed, according to an aggregation of polls per CNN. Even if that's true, it's not necessarily outside of the norm. Clarence Thomas, using this same methodology, had a plus 33 net popularity rating and that may not be the whole story as far as public opinion on this matter because jackson isn't polling particularly well uh, among independents apparently according to a politico morning consult poll only 39 percent of independents say she should be confirmed and over the course of the hearing democrats actually fell five percent from supporting her confirmation 80 percent down to 75%, which, yeah, that's still massive numbers in favor, but a 5% dip within the party. Right. It's kind of that's a lot. Substantial. Yeah. 
as a practical matter, I don't think this is going to change anything as both as far as the court runs. You're, you're talking about repla- replacing Breyer with another left wing ideologue. Right. Does that mean that I'm OK with the, the proper number of left wing ideologues on the court is zero. <laughs> but as far as changing the way the court operates, you're not going to get a significant change because of this. And even though it is important and of course, the decisions that the Supreme Court makes touch us all um, rightly or wrongly, that is the way it operates right now. I don't think Americans care about this nearly as much as they care about their wallets and gas prices and all of those things. So I just I can't imagine anybody going to the polls in November and thinking I'm voting because I'm mad that Jackson got confirmed. You might be justifiably irritated, but I don't think that's anybody's number one, two or three motivator. So as far as the politics of it, I don't I don't think it'll matter much. Well, we're disenfranchised, so I don't know how much any kind of expected uh, leftist appointment is going to motivate anybody to vote after the last election yeah we will see <clears throat> but that's about all i have to say on uh on soon to be supreme court justice ken taji brown jackson yeah, yeah. Uh, we are definitely overdue for a break so let's hop into that sure my pc sounds like it's about to take off into the atmosphere so hopefully it <laughs> withstands let's see is it hot in there uh, it's pretty warm. It definitely heats up in here, but it's I wouldn't say it's hotter than it usually is. OK, all right. We got Daniel Kunkel. Brandon must think he's won the lottery with a SCOTUS pick. He gets to pander for support due to her race and gender. And the child fondler in chief found someone who was soft on child abusers. Oh, I didn't even think about that angle. That might be it. You might have cracked the code. He's just looking to, uh, <clears throat> you know, have a proper legal defense or a, a proper um Avenue f- to be excused by the courts once he's out of office and finally brought to justice for all his child sniffings. <laughs> Maybe one day. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Um, hi, Matt. Twenty three. Jesus spoke to the crowds and his disciples regarding the scribes and Pharisees, which are the religious religious leaders, um, and call no man your father on earth, uh, for you have one Father who is in heaven. I didn't go to church today. Did you? Wow. Uh, no, I did not. But that's outside of my norm or that's that is my norm. It would be outside of my norm to attend. You know, you've been baptized. You can't uh, you can't veer too far from the Catholic Church. They've already got you. Maybe someday, maybe someday I'll, they will call me back. Mm. Having a crisis of faith. I need help. Robin D. Banks says, hey, Matt, love the show. I made a poem for you. Please don't tell my boyfriend. Here it is. Roses are red. Kamala's not black. Joe has dementia. Hunter's on crack. Did you like it? I like it. Yeah, that was a pretty good one. Shouting for the cheap seats. Thanks, Rice, for being my sandy safe space. Got a post early tonight since I'm patrolling my neighborhood to ensure we have not been invaded by Russian trees. Not yet, but uh, if Joe Biden has his way... Soon to be. Um, I bought PN. No, no. Thank you, sir. Robin D. Banks. Hey, fam. Found out how Jesse was able to hack my phone in the past few weeks. Turns out 13% of the parts from a specific manufacturer are responsible for 50% of all the security flaws. Who knew? I know what you're saying. I, I am not suicidal. I disavowed those statistics. Those are hate <laughs> numbers. Uh, they are. It's a hate numerical sequence. It is. Uh, Bill Biz. During Senate confirmation, Katanji did imply that woman could be biologically determined. The left probably not too happy with that. I think they were just so happy that she didn't um, that she didn't answer the question. They're probably not mincing her words too much. 
Yeah. Uh, and well, it's interesting. Uh, she knows, you know, in her mind, she knows what a woman is. She just doesn't want to offend the mob. But on the other side, she is the queen. She is their queen by virtue of her, uh, her, her race and her sex. So why couldn't she get away with just giving yeah. a straight answer on that? She fears them, but she shouldn't because if they were to go after her, they're what? Boom. Racist. It's over. Gosh, I, would I abuse that power? Yes. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> would definitely. you, would you abuse in, any power? I know. I know. Yeah. I don't know. I might have, I may be better in a position of authority than you think. <laughs> I hope we never get to experiment. I wouldn't be worse than the left. I would definitely help my family and friends. Well, that's, <laughs> that's, that's saying something. Uh, keeping a family <laughs> intact is more than they have at this point. So perhaps you're right. It's your no beard bill. No beard bill. Um, and do you know what they call a quarter pounder with cheese in Paris? And then it has yeah. a bunch of Arabic all right. Uh, a reference I finally understand. Look, the bit is working for all it's the working. criticism and the heat we've taken. You know, we're going on. We're, we're a couple months short of a year into the bit. And I know some movie references now. <laughs> Kaylee Isserhoff. My partner has been in the hospital since Wednesday, but hospital rules in Sudbury, Canada, are keeping me from him because I'm a filthy, unjabbed person. At this point, will Ugh. Putin save us from jab mandates? I know when you're expecting Putin or uh, China to bail you out of your cultural downfall, you're you're truly fucked. Or I don't know, maybe the Chinese will save us all, free us from ourselves. Liberated by China. There's a fate I don't want to live out. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, seriously speaking, that's rough. And I, I, I hate that those sort of policies are, are still in place. And all the best to, um, to you and your loved one and your family. Uh, I hope it gets Shitty. resolved. And you know, I'm still, as I've mentioned many times, I'm still very bitter by the fact that the hospital forced my parents to meet their grandson separately because that's the safe yeah, way I know. because of the same sort of BS. And you can't choose. Uh, Boogeyman 917, thank you, sir. <coughs> Sorry. President Meg Tama um, got her job due to her skin. So from this point on, she will be referred to as the skin job. Fortunately, that reference will no longer go over Matt's head. Love to you guys. Wait. What's that? That one is over my head. What's the reference? Did I already forget? I don't know. Keep going. I'll refresh. Do I dare Chief Google this? Chief Slingin' Beef. See, I told you we're familiar with this guy. Yeah. Um, you both said I wouldn't think of moving to the South if national divorce actually happened and your areas weren't included on our side. Are you leaving? Also, happy B day to my boy Sawyer. Mm. <laughs> He's too. Cheer fag. <laughs> uh, happy birthday okay. to Sawyer. And skin job refers to. Um, refers to the replicants in Blade Runner, which explains why I didn't remember because I hate that movie. Um, When Um, I moved to the South, no, I've said that a bunch that for the prospect of not the prospect, the guarantee of being left alone by these people, I will go pretty much anywhere. Will I move to the South now under the current situation? No, because I don't think it's a guarantee that's better than what I have right now. I want to move. Can't believe it. I can. You know, Coeur is one of the most polluted areas in the United States. Hmm. Pollution. Terrible heavy metal pollution in the Coeur River and Basin. Children here have very high lead levels. And I am extremely neurotic about lead. Very neurotic about Oh, you're lead. neurotic about that one particular thing. I that, hadn't heard. Only that. That's yeah. it. Um, but, you know, and the real estate prices are just astronomical here. And, like, it's kind of a podunk town. 
It's, it's a cool spot. I don't think you're giving it enough credit, and I think it's very nice, and that's why people are moving there. But the same effect is going on here. I was mentioning um, before we were live, the average single-family home, uh, quote-unquote value, if it's not a bubble that's going to burst in Bozeman, $900,000. Average single-family home, okay? We're not talking mansions. We're talking like three-bedroom, three two-bath, $900,000. Yeah, yeah. That's that's crazy. Like I could probably sell my shitty house for that much right now. And I could I could live in a mansion with a water feature in Florida. Yeah, I see why people are going. Maybe we'll maybe we'll join the trend one day. Let me know live chats. Send me emails. Is what about Florida? Should I hmm. move to Florida? Um, I'm really pale and the minority thing is a problem. Although I'm OK with Cubans. OK. All I'd right. Circle back. Uh, let me catch up on uh, Tippy Stream. I can hear your computer. Really? Can you? Yeah. I think I think it's probably good on the stream, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, if if there's kind of a buzzing, you know, forgive me because uh, I can't do anything about it for the time being. But it's working overtime, man. It's going hard. Uh, let's see. Over on Tippy Stream, me figure out here phil says refugee resettlement contractors are just human traffickers with much better pr <laughs> afghan goat herders aren't going to save the nuclear family any more than they're going to save the economy we have to stop outsourcing the tough work to out groups um yeah i hadn't thought about it in that way but uh <laughs> thank you phil uh charles yaus make sure i pronounce it correct correctly I never thought I'd see the day when someone with those um, made up black names ended up on the Supreme Court <laughs> made up. <laughs> but here we are. I guess we should be thankful that Katanji doesn't have any of the <laughs> doesn't have any of those Bantu clicking noises in it. Jeez. <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. I'm going to get Katanji in trouble. Katanji Brown. Thank you for making it the proper pronunciation Ellie L or L E B you two, along with my boyfriend, another Matt have helped me see how, uh, effed up this country is. It took me a long time, but better late than never. Anyway, love you guys. And to my Matt, I'm sorry. Well, thank you, Ellie or L, whichever is correct. And, um, and Matt as well. Um, I, I appreciate the support for the show. I wish it was on happier terms than proving how screwed up the country is, but I certainly will take the praise phil says uh this affirmative action hire is related by marriage to that piece of trash paul ryan uh, <laughs> birds of a feather i guess we should have <laughs> well um phil has disputes about how the pre-industrial revolution economy was handled mm -hmm. that's what he has to say phil also says i'm not going to uh, it's not going to the gym that radicalized me. It's seeing the land whales wander, uh, wandering around in public. Seeing them take up space makes me angrier. And hearing um, Ben Shapiro blather on about, well, <laughs> about white men needing to die in the desert. Oh, oh, die in the desert. I see. You're saying he, he's accusing him of uh, being war thirsty. Oh, I see. Mm. Ben Shapiro, well, no. I thought it was just die in general. But um, You're I an suppose. Asshat. 
Uh, there might maybe there's some legitimacy to that criticism. I don't know. Incompetent hand says, quite frankly, has a great point about religious thinking and trans quote. I'm special and unique and my body doesn't define me. Frank explained, um, paraphrasing. No, you are divine and eternal. You don't have a soul. You are a soul. You have a body. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if I've heard him talk about that specifically. So I will have to um, either see if I can find where he does or perhaps uh, I'll just talk to him sometime soon. And I'll get his thoughts. And thanks for tuning into Frank's show as well. Let's see, just a couple here, and then we'll get back into the uh, the news because I'm way behind. Charles Yaus also says, uh, Tyree, it almost got me again. Tyree, yeah. not Tyre. T-Y-R-E, Samson, was a strong young black man with a promising life in front of him. His loss must be devastating to those around him. He can never be replaced, at least not. <laughs> just going to leave it there. Just going to leave but it I there. But I want to know. Uh, Charles, that's definitely Susan Bate. Uh, anyway, yeah. Charles, send it <laughs> over I, here. But I read, read it. it. <laughs> I read it in my mind. Kevin Flanagan's ghost says that theme park ride will be fine. Give it a couple weeks, a new coat of paint and a new name. I propose the jogger dropper. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee people will be lining up from outside the park to ride it. You know, you're probably right that simple rebranding would make people forget. Seriously speaking, there's probably truth to that. <laughs> <laughs> that if it's just a different kind of look and a different name, I don't know about the jogger dropper, but um, you might be onto something. We will get back to your chats at the uh, end um, of the stream. I'll have to just circle back with you. And uh, let's get um, back into the news. I mentioned at the top of the show, um, there is this, this story of a police shooting in South Carolina that has resulted Originally, I thought it was exactly zero outrage, zero riots. There was like a tiny protest of like a dozen people back in February. So zero is not strictly accurate, but close to zero. And and as far as I can tell, almost zero national media coverage as well. Anything outside yeah. of the local market. And perhaps this is a shooting that should receive, I don't know about riots, but maybe a um, Similarly critical response, some enthusiasm in the opposition might be warranted. But uh, in Georgetown County, South Carolina, this is uh, south of Myrtle Beach, north of Charleston, 46 year old Robert Langley, who is a or was a black man, was shot and killed by a police officer after a car chase that began the next county over. This week, attorneys representing Langley's family released the dash cam footage of the incident, which shows the actions of Hemingway police officer Cassandra Dollard who shot Langley. The incident began between one and one 30 AM on February 6th. When officer Dollard spotted Langley's silver vehicle, failing to stop at a stop sign. Dollard activated her sirens to conduct a traffic stop, but Langley fled when Langley tried to make a left turn at a high rate of speed. He went into a ditch and somehow after approaching the car, the incident ended with Dollard fatally shooting Langley, or at least somehow up until the footage was available. Now we can see exactly how it happened. Uh, Dollard is, um, well, she is a proud officer of color and size. And when she approached the car with her handgun drawn, she slipped. And when Langley tried to exit the car, she told him not to exit the car. He exited the car. She shot him. Susan says I have to censor the moment of the shooting, but here is the um, the dash cam footage. The sound is really rough, so um, so bear with me here. But she's in pursuit. 
He tries to turn, he misses the turn, he crashes into a light post of some sort. She runs up, handgun drawn. Don't get out. Whoopsie, I slipped. He tries to get out. Bang! He's down on the ground, bleeding out. She's asking, what's in your hand? She radios for help. She hobbles back to the car. Turns the sirens off. Asking what's in his hand. Man, should anybody with an ass that size be a police officer? Uh, no, no. They, they, there should be strict limitations on anything that close to that size of an ass. I don't know what to say about this. I mean, mistakes were made in both both cases. Uh, yeah, it's. It, I don't. The guy didn't deserve to be shot, but it is also fair to say don't engage in a high speed chase after a simple traffic stop or, you know, just running, um, running a, a stop sign. I did see a, I swear I saw some information that Langley, the guy who was killed was a felon and perhaps that's why he was fleeing, but I haven't been able to find that report. So I didn't I don't, see that either. I, I don't know where I saw that. So maybe I'm just wrong. Maybe I imagine that, but, um, does this increase statistics for black on black crime? <laughs> I don't know how this counts, but, um, but you heard her there telling the guy to be still and she's asking him what's in his hands. Turns out there's nothing in his hands. He didn't have a, a weapon. Uh, he was unarmed. There was no gun or weapon of any kind recovered at the scene. As far as why she took the shot, this is the mugshot of Cassandra Dollard. She said uh, in a phone call to her police chief about an hour after the shooting that was captured on her dash cam, quote, I'm trying to get up and I'm telling him don't come out of the car and he kept coming out. So I fired one shot. But I thought I saw for sure I saw something in his hands. Again, there was if there was something in his hands, it was not a weapon. There was no weapon recovered from the scene. So after the shooting, Dollard was fired. She's now charged with voluntary manslaughter and faces two to 30 years in prison if convicted. She's currently out of jail on one hundred and fifty thousand dollars bond. But the big the big question is, why was she ever hired? Not just for being an insanely fat woman, unfit for police work, as you mentioned, but because of her prior record. She's been a police officer in South Carolina since 1994, somehow working for six different agencies. She's been fired two times prior to this one. So 50 percent of the places she's worked in a policing capacity, she's been fired from at this point. Once was in 2002 from the Johnsonville Police Department for poor performance. Another time in September 2014 from the the State Department of Public Safety. In that instance with the state, she had nine separate policy violations in what a judge said was a, quote, well-documented run of extraordinarily poor decision-making. This according to court papers after Dollard sued. So there's still a whole uh, trial to come in this case, but... Um, but yeah, uh, again, if, if there were slightly different demographics, there would be riots. There would be major news stories. Joe Biden would be talking about it. Yeah. And um, you, you have, why is she like this because of clown world? You know, this like is more incompetent black females in in the police force to take out incompetent black criminals. This mm -hmm. is the Leah Thomas of policing. What we're watching right now. This is uh 
Yeah, yeah. I'm kind sort of, of like a, a diversity initiative that results in disaster. More. That sounds like I'm accusing Leah Thomas of killing a person. I'm not, but you know, she just, killed. Uh, she killed whatever his name was before. Uh, she killed. Uh, I can't. Uh, William. William Thomas, Thomas. I think. Uh, how dare you? How dare I? Dead name. Okay. This is just Let's, such. This is just fucked up clown world nonsense. Like, what am I even <laughs> supposed to think about this? You don't even have the energy to laugh at the clown world stories anymore. <laughs> well, it's dark, you know. That guy's I know. dead. It, well, and speaking of this next one, also um, maybe has elements of clown world, but is is also just horrifically gruesome and terrible. Yeah. Uh, this is another story that I think would be much bigger news if if demo, uh, if demographics fit other preferred narratives, of course. 73-year-old grandmother named Linda Fricky was brutally attacked in a carjacking by youths on Monday. She was leaving her place of work. This in the, I think it's the Midtown neighborhood, a particular neighborhood of, of New Orleans. She was leaving her place of work. She's packing her car. Four teenagers attacked her. Uh, apparently, the scene was something similar, as I mentioned, to the carjacking of that Pakistani Uber Eats driver in D.C. last it was year. So much like that. Yeah. So according to witnesses, the woman got caught in her seatbelt as the robbers stole her car, which resulted in her arm and clothes being ripped off during the crime. Yes, her arm was severed as she was dragged by this car with these teenagers escaping the scene in her car that they stole. When witnesses approached her as the car sped away, her arm was missing, but she was still breathing. The ambulance did not make it in time, and she apparently bled out, dying at the scene. Some witness statements here. Uh, the lady, being uh, Linda Fricky, the victim here, was trying to put something in her vehicle. The guy jumped in and kicked her out, and she got caught in the wheel well. I heard screaming like you're about to die screaming. Another witness said it was dragging a lady by the seatbelt outside the car. The door had closed on the seatbelt and she was stuck in it. I got out of my vehicle screaming, please stop. Other neighbors were also screaming uh, this, according to another witness. Evidently, the teens did stop the SUV for a moment to kick Fricky out, but not to check to make sure that she was not caught in the seatbelt in the process. So they stopped to give her the boot, not to actually help her in any way. The actual moment of the carjacking was captured on surveillance footage. Uh, here is that moment. Obviously it's not graphic. Um, and as far as I can tell, I don't know that there's footage of the dragging and the aftermath. There, there might be, but I'm not going to show anything like that on YouTube. Here's what we can see. And then some more uh, witness statements in local news uh, coverage of the incident. So just walk up on the car, start ripping her out. There are four of these teenagers, one male and three females. You know, PD officials say four suspects took her vehicle speeding off while she was still in a seatbelt. Take a look. Police released video of the suspects late Monday night. She was dragged for more than a block before being dislodged from the car. Her arm severed during the incident. Neighbors helplessly trying to stop the vehicle. I got out of my vehicle screaming at him stop stop you're dragging someone he took off with the vehicle still dragging her with reckless disabandonment no care for human beings at all i can think of one orlando ride that has four open seats <laughs> well in, in in any just world they would have been shot for their efforts this is it's horrific uh police found the suv the suv 13 blocks from the crime scene apparently abandoned all four teens 
have been arrested and charged with second degree murder. They are all between 15 and 17 years old. As I mentioned, one male, three females, the parents of the male who drove the car and, um, and one of the girls. So I guess maybe there's a brother sister combo in here. I'm not exactly sure, but the parents of at least one or two of these uh, teenagers contacted police Monday to identify their children as those involved. Uh, frankly, I'm surprised that there are present parents to even make this report. Very surprised that this is how the case was was cracked. That is um, way more racist than anything I've said today. Well, I don't even mean it as a race thing. I just mean if your kids are out on the street carjacking people. Yeah. Uh, if they just come home and you realize, oh, that's my son out doing that. Where what, were you where, a few where, hours? Yeah. Pri- how is that? Uh, is this their first attempt at doing such a thing? Surely not. They're going to get a slap on the wrist like those uh, Pakistani carjacker. Yeah. Uh, my my over under on the uh, severity of the sentence, 25 hours of community service for second what did that degree one get? Murder. I think the, the perp, uh, the worst perp in the Pakistani carjacker. I think she got like two years in ju- in juvie. It was really light, though, as I recall, um, not necessarily in fairness to the justice system, but in fairness to the judge in that case, as I recall, there were statutory requirements that prevented um, youths of that age. I think there were 16, something like that. They were one was right on the border of, of these laws that, that govern it, but there wasn't discretion to the judge for at least one of those kids to actually throw the book at them because yeah. of their age. They were um, the law kind of bound that the, the hands of the Grizzly judge. In that man, case. that is just a dark, dark story. I mean, imagine witnessing that and running up on the scene. In this story, there's also a description of the first woman who responded. Had to, she brought out a sheet just to cover this woman up. Just mm-hmm. uh, as, as far as I gather, this is something of a residential neighborhood, it looks like. But, um, but man, yeah, just absolutely uh, ridiculous. We'll see what the justice system or how the justice system handles it going forward. Uh, time for hoax hate. And now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? (laughs) Very quick one here. NYPD released video footage of a man wanted for drawing a swastika on a building near Grand Central Station earlier this month. This swastika apparently drawn on a no smoking sign affixed to the exterior of the building. The suspect fled the scene on foot. The suspect is described as a dark skinned, very confused Nazi, apparently in a gray and yellow hooded sweater. Dark colored pants and sneakers. Here is the footage that the NYPD released. I I could not actually find an image of the swastika that he's drawing there. I wanted to see how the attention to detail was by this very legitimate Nazi, but we'll have to leave it to the imagination. I don't know that he's been caught yet. He remains at large. Meanwhile, I have a real hate story. Uh, a high-profile architect and his partner uh, are facing charges after several weeks of harassing a young Russian man who lives in their neighborhood. Captured in these photos, Pittsburgh police 
police say prominent Pittsburgh architect Robert Fafman and his longtime partner Lisa Marie Habstad allegedly repeatedly harassed a Russian neighbor. Investigators say the Shadyside couple targeted Russian native Vasily Patanin at his home since late February. Police paperwork states they threw bags of rice with explicit messages condemning Vladimir Putin as well as dog feces. They also allegedly held up a sign saying leave our neighborhood while shouting threatening messages about him being Russian. They assume that just because of my nationality, uh, I must be profiting from uh, that. I'm put in spy, I work for him, all this nonsense. We actually went to that prominent Pittsburgh architect's office in downtown and tried to get his side of the story. As soon as I walked in, he told me to get out and leave immediately. <laughs> hmm. Wow, it's amazing. You know, everybody has it in them to do something like this. It's just just who you target is, is, the, <laughs> is the thing. There are a lot of responses on Twitter to that effect. Um, I saw you kind of furrow your brow quizzically Partner. there because I don't I don't get the I don't get the rice thing. Why are they throwing rice? Yeah, did they get confused and think that the, this guy was Chinese? I don't know. I don't understand that angle at all. Because it's hard to clean up or something. Maybe that's it. Apparently, it's a little more complicated than this guy being just Russian. Though his dad actually is a Russian business oligarch. <laughs> who served as the first deputy prime minister in the 1990s. Uh, so as far as I understand, that's pretty high up. Uh, this guy also has a let's go Brandon flag and other conservative political messages at his house. Not that that means that he should be targeted or harassed or anything, but it's, it's a little more complicated than just, Hey, a Russian guy lives in our neighborhood. Let's get him. Uh, but the, this couple has been charged appropriately with ethnic intimidation. Really? I can't crime. believe it in leftist circles. So how will their reputation ever recover? They also face uh, criminal mischief and criminal conspiracy charges. I'm mostly just bothered that the sort of people who still wear masks outside, outside as you can see yeah. in the photo earlier Yikes. Or, of, of their antics. And I mentioned these Twitter responses because of the point that you made, there are all these people, the Pittsburgh police have a post looking for them from a week ago. Mm -hmm. All these people replying why are you leaving out that the person at the address is the son of a Russian oligarch with ties to Putin? So it, I guess it's not the hate and the harassment and the targeting on principle that's bad. It's just if your hatred is righteous, it's OK. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh, my gosh. I totally forgot to drop it in the notes. There was a you know, we have a suffragette statue downtown. Oh, yeah. It got van I got half a dozen emails of people asking me if I did this. I did not, unfortunately. <laughs> it got vandalized and somebody spray painted the face yellow and then spray painted beta male right next to it. Huh. Okay. Which I don't quite get. But yeah, I don't I get think that. The person either. was on the right track. Did they mean that beta males allowed women to vote? Maybe. If so, right on, I assume, as far as you're concerned. Yeah, it's a shame. That that one wasn't me though. Yeah. There's a picture, this this architect and his female partner posted a picture of themselves on Facebook, apparently. This is also in the replies to the Pittsburgh police. They're carrying a sign with them that says, we believe in democracy for Ukraine, uh, Carnegie, Mellon, whatever. Expel <laughs> corrupt Trumpton oligarchs, oligarchs, expel them. It's just, yeah. again, it's interesting. Put anything else there expel illegal immigrants uh expel you know x name your uh 
your demographic candidate for expulsion. In this context, it's fine, though. If they're if they're deemed to be Trumputin oligarchs, expel them. They just need to harness and redirect that hatred. <laughs> you could train them. Is that what you're saying? You could to the appropriate people. <laughs> All right, people could be used. Uh, maybe I don't know. I don't know, but uh, we shall see what comes of their their pending legal case. Now I don't know if they'll be in trouble or not. But it's about time for the movie review. If you're ready. In a world of movie references flying over his head, one man will finally watch them. This is the Matt and Blonde Show Movie Review. This week's movie is the 2001 portrayal of the 1993 Battle of Mogadishu, in which army rangers and Delta Force raid the city to capture a Somalian warlord and his top men, who have been uh, seizing international food aid and slaughtering civilians. But when air support is shot down, the mission flips from capture to rescue as U.S. forces take unexpectedly uh, heavy resistance and casualties. From movie picker Matt P., great modern war movie, visually great with a good cast. As always, your review and your rating. Oh, you froze up for a second. Is my connection dropping? No, not mine didn't, but maybe to you it did. Weird, weird. Um, okay. So I, I don't know what war is like, but uh, from what I know, this was just so realistic. Like, how did they get so many Somali extras? How did they do this? <laughs> how did they create this trash town? Where was this filmed? Was it actually filmed in Mogadishu? It was so realistic. No, it, it was not. It was filmed, I think, I, I think I read like Morocco or something like that. Oh, really? That makes yeah. sense. So many Somali. It was just so realistic. and And I appreciated that it didn't, blink when addressing the sheer savagery of of these people like there's that great scene where um the general's talking to the warlord and and the warlord is like the the killing is is never going to stop in in this place like it's it's this this is how we are this is our world and i really liked that because it was it it did it did make the viewer ask the question like well what what is the point of all of this Hmm. What is the point of this? Like, why? This, this is a useless loss of life for these um, these soldiers. Uh, and it's, these people are never going to be elevated beyond the situation that they're in because it's who they are. It's fundamentally who they are. Why are we there? What are we doing there? And I like that it addressed that. Um, and the action sequences were unflinching and powerful. But there was this element of wartime levity like the way that they spoke to each other that made it not so depressing to watch even though there was a lot of death Hmm. um my only real criticism was that i was not a huge fan of the slow-mo scenes but they were so few in number that i don't even know if that's a real criticism totally worth the two and a half hours loved it fantastic film four out of five four out of five all right we differ this time I knew you would like this, but everybody knew it. I was going to give it a five. So yeah. you did. Okay. Um, and, and quite honestly, that's because I have a well, it's not entirely because, but I have an emotional connection to this movie. This was one of my brother's favorite movies. Really? And so so I love it, too. I just do. And but it's not just because I have this personal connection to it. Um, I think that it is one of the most well uh, presented, uh, just one of the best presentations of 
kind of the visuals and the experience of modern warfare, but the philosophy of it too. I, I just right. think it's a, it's a fantastic movie from beginning to end. And, uh, I, I appreciate the visuals a lot, not just that it, it looks convincing. You mentioned, uh, how they were able to achieve that. These guys actually went to military training. They went to army really? training to do this. Um, and, and it's not just that the combat and the, the, the gore effects look realistic. It's, um, it's just some of the shot artistry too. I really like the shot, for example, with, um, when Grimes gets hit by the RPG and you think he's finally dead and he's buried by all that debris and there's this cool yeah. shot of his eye. And his teeth, Oh, I got, yeah. I got my bell rung, but I'm still alive. That was a cool yeah. moment. The, the, the Mogadishu mile at the end, just the way that was shot. And you can almost feel the exhaustion of these guys. It's in this kind of cool blue tone and it's just, it, yeah. it's just, it's a really incredible visual presentation throughout. But what I'm really fascinated with is it's philosophical depiction of war. And you got at this a little bit because you kind of ask yourself, is this movie quote unquote pro war or is it quote unquote anti-war? Anti you can kind of make the argument for both. You have this idealistic Eversman who's Josh Hartnett's character making the case that, look, uh, these people are in big trouble. We can either help or we can watch them destroy themselves on CNN. And then yeah. you have this character, um, Hoot, who's one of the Delta Force guys just talking about, listen, my opinion doesn't matter when the bullets are flying, the politics and shit doesn't matter. Also, don't concern yourself with who died, when and where and why, because it's just war, man. There's nothing you can do about it's, it. Yeah, it just happens. Yeah. So there, there are these competing perspectives about the merits of the war throughout it. You can, and then you wonder, is it a happy ending? Is it a sad ending or both? Um, the mission itself, as you mentioned, it accomplished very little. I did the, the war, the Somali warlord, man, he remained in power. Um, mm -hmm. Somalia, of course, remained a shithole country. Yep. The U S gained nothing more than Ilhan Omar in Congress and Mogadishu continued destroying itself on CNN, regardless of those boots on the ground. Yeah, yeah. But even Hoot's less idealistic perspective recognized, listen, man, people think we're doing this for like patriotism or some morally righteous cause. It's really just about the guy next to you. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. It's about the brotherhood, the camaraderie and the survival of the guy next to you. Yep. And that's what I love about this movie. It's, it's, it, captures all of those contradictions because the truth is war is, is always a mess of contradictions it can be both necessary and wasteful exactly at the same time it can be the heroics of brave men on the ground acting under the command of complete cowards and there can be very meaningful victories in the context of very damaging defeats and vice versa so it, it's just a movie that really perfectly presents the courage and the sacrifice of the grunt while hating the incompetence and the selfishness of the command. And I think that's kind of a fundamental truth that, that holds for most armed conflicts. How did this happen? Uh, it was, uh, was it just the general garrison's incompetence? Did he underestimate the forces or like the sheer number of people? I don't know a lot about the history of the command uh, decisions. Uh, so that's something I'll have to read a little bit more about. I do know, at least per the book that this is based on, it's reasonably historically accurate. And that's another thing I, I appreciated. Uh, you, you could write, as the book does, chapter on chapter about all the different guys involved in this. But but those two who posthumously won the Medal of Honor, so that was um, Gordon and Shugart, the guys mm -hmm. who insist on being inserted to go tend to that second down pilot, and they just face the Somali mob until they're shot right. dead. 
that really happened. They, yeah. They're yeah. reported. They reportedly killed 25 Somalis. They've, it's one thing to go into a place where bad things could happen. I don't mean to diminish diminish the service of anybody who participated that day, but these guys knew what sort of hell they were dropping into and they did it anyway. And I can't imagine that hell itself has a lot of worse fates than the way that they died. I can't believe they released that prisoner. Yeah. Um, that's the only thing I have to say that I don't necessarily like about this movie, which I'll get to in just a minute. Oh, sorry. Um, but, um, Randy Shugart, uh, one of those um, Delta Force snipers who was posthumously given the Medal of Honor. I was reading about that. His his dad attended the Medal of Honor ceremony at the White House and ripped Bill Clinton. He refused to share uh, to shake Bill really? Clinton's hand. He said, you're not fit to be president of the United States. The blame for my son's death rests with the White House and with you. You are not fit to command. Ooh. Damn. And um, the other thing I love about this movie is just the. It's, it's a movie that made its cast. Every mm-hmm. scene, you're like, hey, it's Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, look, it's yeah. Legolas. Oh, look, it's Jamie Lannister. And I know yeah, that some yeah. of these guys were names kind of before this movie. or, But it, it just, there's a lot of success that came out of this movie. And you have to wonder, well, some characters that we all know and love might be totally different people, totally different actors, at least, if it wasn't for this movie. Yeah. The only thing, I, I, don't even, I wouldn't even go as far as to say I don't like, but the pilot story just kind of gets closed by a footnote it's like uh, he, yeah he he was he was let out shortly thereafter and it's yeah it's, yeah as soon as he was captured i was like oh that guy's gonna get tortured and killed and then at the end i was like what yeah <laughs> really and it is true that it was somewhat uneventful he was released from somali custody 11 days later they just uh i did just let him go to the red cross so i guess i'm Hi. not sure i i am i'm not exactly clear but hmm. and i suppose if that's the truth there's not really a way to present that in a really compelling way in the movie without maybe distorting it or exaggerating it. So maybe that was the reason they made that decision. But, um, and the other thing is his scene where he's just sitting there with his broken legs and his MP five, he's just kind of shooting Somalis through the <laughs> yeah. wall. I, I love the MP five for so many different reasons, but you know, there's nothing, there's no handier self-defense tool when you have broken legs in Mogadishu than the, uh, than the MP five. And so, uh, of course it is a, uh, a, a, a five wiki production for me. We love you. You're very special. And full disclosure, as you probably could guess, I, I went into this pre-deciding it was a five wiki production, but I enjoyed okay. it just as much um, on this, this is the first time I've watched it in probably about 10 years. And I enjoyed it as much as I did back closer to when it came out. So uh, fantastic. And th- this was when I, I still have my movie list. If we ever put it up for a vote, Black Hawk Down is on it. So that's one off the list. That's cool. Um, so let, let me refresh and see what the early audience vote is. Uh, people love this movie. In fact, a majority, an outright majority, 55% of the early vote, giving it a five. So. Uh, there's one son of a bitch out there out of 107 <laughs> early votes. I'm talking to you who gave it a one wiki. You bastard. You, you know who you are. <laughs> you know who you are. After that, uh, next week is Galaxy Quest. And right. I guess you're going to give me a Star Trek episode I'm supposed to watch beforehand. Yay. Okay. So I, I will oblige. That is great. And then after That's that. Great. 
April's remaining nominees from listener Amanda are 12 Angry Men, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Pitch Black, The Iron Giant, Apollo 13, True Grit, the 2010 version, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, or of course, you can reject the list and vote for a randomly selected top-rated movie instead. So be sure to head over to my uh, movie review column to vote. And as a reminder, if you'd like to read my movie reviews, comment how wrong I am, submit your own rating, vote for the next movie, and sign up for the chance to be the movie nominator for the month. The one and only place to do it is in my weekly movie review column linked in the description and on the homepage of the website. That is mattchristiansonmedia.com. Feels good to love a movie again after I know we liked Pulp Fiction, but there was a run of kind of mediocre to hate for a little bit. And so, yeah, so that was and that was listener Matt P's final nomination because we're at the end of March. So thank you for coming. He did Pulp Fiction. He had Pulp Fiction prior to that. Well, I can go back and look here. Um, We had Pulp Fiction, uh, The Bourne Identity and then War Games was before that. All right. So two for four. Okay, job, Matt. You did an okay (laughs) job. (laughs) Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, uh, let's catch up with our chat, and we'll call it a night. All right. Um, the Simpsons since 1990. Uh, my wife has subjected me to the Oscars. Going to have fun scoring these idiot thespians with how many woke points they can cram into a speech. Pray for my soul tonight. Hear you guys tomorrow morn as you I know. forgot the Oscars um, are tonight. Wow, I don't give a fuck. In fact, I'm not even sure that they are. I'm just taking his word for it. I, <laughs> For all I know, they're... I'm pretty they're... sure they are. Hmm. Pretty sure they are. Um, Laurel, my boyfriend wants a link for the fascist fit- fitness group. Can you post? I like this. I like this idea. Apparently, if you just go on Telegram and you uh, look up a couple workouts or maybe uh, some sort of diet plan, you will inevitably be seduced into the fascist corners of the app. I, at least I'm told. Brandon Lesko Blonde is a woman you clearly don't understand economics President Biden told us that government spending reduces inflation of course I could be wrong and you're not a woman at all the Supreme Court can't define woman wouldn't that be the ultimate twist I'm actually trans Ooh, that would be Mm. a hell of a stunt a hell of a multi-year stunt I have a 100% proof Based on my birthing experience, that that is untrue. <laughs> uh, wicked masshole. Uh, do you think that Elon Musk buying Twitter will actually fix anything? I'm worried that he doesn't have a detailed plan, even if he goes through with it. Also, Hitler supported drinking water. Um, I've only Confront. loosely followed this story. I, I don't know. I mean, can Elon Musk be trusted? Well, I think more than the current Twitter leadership, definitely. But I'm unclear. This is a technical thing that maybe you could, you might know, given your background. But when you have a publicly traded company like Twitter, how do you go about a a sale to a private individual other than if he just like bought up the company's entire stock? Mm, I actually don't know. I think that it would be he would have to buy the lion's share of the company to have multiple board seats. Okay. But the company is already IPO'd, so it's not like he could take it private. Maybe he could. I think you can. At least I've heard of that. At least I thought that you can go from a publicly traded company back to privately held. But I I don't know what that process even looks like. I'm sure if there's someone who can figure it out, it's Elon Musk. Yeah. But. um, I wonder what it's like to be so rich. It's so rich. 
there and there are a lot of people saying too. Well, these things have already been built. Look at Gab. Look at Parler. Look at X, Y, and Z. Yeah, and I, I people who are building something else, I, I think is a good move too. That said, whether it's Elon Musk or somebody else, actually buying these things back and retaking the cultural centers, I think is there's something to be said for that. That maybe we need to be thinking more that way instead of constantly fleeing everything constantly leaving and rebuilding and listen i say that with full acknowledgement that i have been a past and even present advocate of if you don't like this leave and go build something better but how many times are we going to do that because oh, we leave and build better things and then they come and take those over too so maybe the real battle is I'd just like to get my twitter account back well you know those you know that you talk about how to how to um restore your ability to laugh at the at the at the um, clown world, your yeah. your Twitter was maybe your primary mechanism for doing that. Five years ago. Yeah. They're saying they, that he only needs to own 51%. It's a hostile takeover. That's it? Like mm-hmm. a, a guy can do that, I guess? I, I guess if you have the money, anybody can do it. Yeah. Uh, Call Amen says, uh, good evening, Matt and Blonde. I sent an email about a GoFundMe campaign earlier today that would be greatly appreciated. Um, help getting the word out. Cheers and God bless. I've not read that, but I will check it out. I apologize. Thank you, sir. Hillbilly Deluxe. And thanks for supporting the show. Penultimate step. If you think you're racist, you should make your quietus with a bear bodkin. Final step. Ah, hold on. Just jumped around. Uh, here, let me help you. Sorry for the Hamlet quote, but Susan is keeping me from posting that in any other format. Sorry, I almost didn't get through that hillbilly deluxe. My apologies. Susan is censoring classic literature. <laughs> no surprise there. Yeah, I suppose. Joe Schmo says, Matt, you got name dropped by Elijah Schaefer on Tim Pool earlier this week regarding Patreon and your phone call with them. Well done, sir. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I peaked uh three years ago <laughs> oh yeah i hear yeah. you but uh, speaking of that yeah banned on patreon this week. that's right yeah um yeah they finally they finally claimed your patreon scalp i can't believe it why i, yeah. I barely make content anymore uh they they banned a bunch of people i'm sure that's what elijah was probably talking about is they banned sydney watson too oh yeah so she's doing really well I, I was I was thinking oh, about that a little bit. Are we past our um, prime? Is that what's happening here? Uh, I think indisputably. <laughs> Is it indisputable? Undisputably? Indisputably. Okay. Now I was um I was thinking about that because that move. I mean, seriously speaking, that was a major move for my career, both in terms of people finding me, but also a risk yeah. that I took in terms of how my entire channel is financed, because of course it was deleting um, most of my revenue at the time on the leap of faith yeah. that I could replace it. And thanks to you guys in the audience, it ended up actually to. not hurting me in any way. And it was the correct move to make. But I was thinking about that, not just in terms of the risk. I was thinking about that in terms of the moral ethical implications, because that's one of the few times where I just straight up lied. I mean, she told me, <laughs> You're not recording this, right? <laughs> no. And for the record, I didn't record it. I only transcribed it because recording it would be against the law in the state of Montana, which I definitely did not do. But I, but yeah, I mean, I said, no, I'm, I'm not recording this. Yep. Fuck uh, you, bitch. And th- it's just, it was just, I remember some people and it wasn't a lot of people, but there was some pushback at the time. Like, yeah, good luck getting people to trust you ever again. And my thinking at the time, and I still stand by it, it wasn't me who betrayed Patreon. 
they betrayed, they betrayed me you. and us and yeah, all of us. Okay. And they betrayed me not just as a person who uh, was a content creator on Patreon, a person who earned revenue through Patreon, but as a supporter of Sargon. Mm. They deleted yeah. my support for him while saying nothing. And as far as I understand with Sidney Watson and your banning right now, they did that too. I saw people saying, I, I saw Sidney tweeting, People are still editing their pledges to me on Patreon, and I can't even log in to tell them that that money's not going to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? So it, it was, it's a betrayal of not just the quote-unquote creators on Patreon. It's a betrayal of everyone who just wants to support a person creating something that they enjoy. Exactly, and yeah. Yeah, I mean, did I did I bend my own kind of moral compass on that? Yes, but... What else am I supposed to do with people who abuse us? And they they did abuse us. It's it's go it's, further with that. More more of that. Well, I can get with that if they're the ones who drew first blood, and they did in that case. I don't want to just what go is the target left doing random but drawing people. first blood. Well, when the specific people draw first blood, I'm you know that's it's a defensive situation, and all I did was act defensively against against Patreon, and I would do it ten out of ten times again because. The information that she gave me, trusting me for some baffling reason, like she could just sweet talk me into compliance and I would say, oh, yeah, this sounds great. We're on the same team now. <laughs> the information that I was able to gather was useful, not just for myself, but for everybody who uses mm-hmm. Patreon. Yep. And so I yeah. say that kind of jokingly, like, oh, you know, I peaked three years ago. There's some truth to that, perhaps, but that sort of <laughs> event is not easily replicated either. I'm not yeah. generally someone who's creating the news i'm commenting on it and that was a rare circumstance in which i actively created a piece of a major story yeah and, that's um, really cool yeah Never been more it, proud of you it it was a it was a defining moment so i'm glad that i i'm glad that the the heights of my achievement are still remembered in internet history <laughs> and hopefully there will be more in the future uh, no, we're we're fucked. I mean, geez, have you looked at YouTube lately? Like, I get on there and like all I watch is cooking videos now. Uh, that's all it'll tell you to watch. That's all it'll recommend. It doesn't matter. You watch this show and it's probably straight to cooking videos. Not even Tucker anymore. Well, it used to be so great. I'd get on every morning and I'd be like, "Wow, I have all this interesting content to listen to while I do my other stuff today." And it's just not—it's just not like that anymore. Yeah. Well, they, a lot of the most interesting people are are either banned or have voluntarily left or yeah. are producing some content exclusively somewhere else, if not entirely. Just wish we could go back to those days, but we got so much information out when it really mattered. Yeah. And it, it, it might come back somewhere else. Uh, people are going to other platforms, maybe not at the pace that would get us back to that one kind of central town square anytime soon. But people people are moving. There's a lot of traffic going to Rumble, going to Odyssey. Uh, and those those things are moving in the right direction. Yeah. I just wish everybody was on the same platform. Yeah. Robin D. Banks, usually when the White House says something, it means the president. Why is the White House contradicting the president? When did that change and who's in charge? Well, Joe sleepwalks us into World War Three. I mean, I think that it was our it was a fallacy for us to ever believe that the president was acting unilaterally. It's never been that way. There's always been staff with more power that's been been supporting the president. Yeah. And in fairness, you're you're one guy. If you're the president, you're going to have to delegate decision making some level of authority to other people. But I don't know that we've ever seen the degree of delegation. So obviously exposed as it is in this case, where it's not just that you point to a guy to explain a policy on a particular 
um, well, to explain a particular policy, it's that the president is immediately contradicted by his own communication staff the second after he says something. This has happened before. Wasn't it Wilson that was totally incapacitated? And his yeah, wife I think it's, it's alleged that his wife was a, a stand-in president, essentially. Joe Schmo, I just read that. Um, Sean Garvey, the fact that you say still only have 242,000 subscribers is ridiculous. Keep the great work and don't let those bastards get you down. <laughs> yeah, but if if we were given fair choice, I, I hate to do this, you know, but if, if we if we had been given a fair shake and like I was able to make videos now that would get the old kind of traction, both of us would have millions of subscribers. I don't know. I have no idea. And what's weird... Um you get kind of natural trends. I'm not saying it's exclusively Susan. Sometimes your content's on fire. Sometimes people are bored of you. That's the, that's the natural flow of this sort of material. All I know is my subscriber count on YouTube has been locked for like a year. It just doesn't even move. And you go over on rumble and uh, to a lesser extent, Odyssey, but my rumble channel has been growing quite nicely and it could be overlap people coming from YouTube I'm not saying I don't want to give the impression that I'm owed some massive audience larger than I am. It, the people, I, I believe I get the audience that I earn and I'm going to keep working hard for every single viewer that I can. But, um, but I have to notice that there's, there's stagnation on YouTube, but not elsewhere. Why? What sort of forces are doing that? It's not just stagnation. It's stagnation in both directions though. Like I, I never make content anymore. I'm not losing any subs. Yeah. It's bizarre. Well, I guess if you're just not showing up, you would think you would be losing subs because they just call dead accounts from time yeah. to time. But I'm not, I'm not losing subs at all. It's really strange. I'm just yeah. kind of locked into like 124,000 or whatever. Yeah, I have no idea. But it's it's all I just on YouTube, I just don't I don't concern myself with the numbers game because yeah. I don't know if they're real. I'm going to be, you know, if they're not, you get whenever you're making this sort of material, it's like you get this you get it in your head that every video or every production has to be bigger and better than the last one. And if you don't meet exactly as many views and plus one that you did last time, that's a disappointment or that's a failure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just you like making this show and I appreciate everybody who gives us the opportunity to do it. And um, I'm not going to sit around and stress show, about, but man, I don't care at all about independent content creation anymore. And I don't hmm. know what it is. It's just that I can't, I can't say anything that I want to anymore. I can't. It's it's like, what's the point? Well, somehow Susan has given you quite the license that she does not extend to others, but. Uh... Only on your channel. <laughs> I know, not on your own, but yeah. welcome aboard. Yeah. <laughs> das Pooch. People actually pronounce it caramel for real. You're all irredeemably queer. You're what? queer, Mr. Pooch. <laughs> okay, first of all, what the hell is the extra A doing in there then? Do You're we have, acting queer. Do we have another example of a silent a that was my chair i didn't just fart um, ah. maybe they're uh, wrong maybe i'm not giving enough credit i don't know about silent a's no but they're weird english rules i guess i don't know i don't know Lindsay mcgarren seven weeks ago today i gave birth to my rainbow baby Liv. she was born six weeks early spent three weeks in the nicu but is doing great at home now just wanted to share with my favorite podcast too that's so great i'm so glad to hear that congratulations Congratulations. enjoy every moment because all the best to your family there's nothing like parenthood nothing like it long don john 
Check out Nick Ricada's stream where he dives into one of Chief Justice Diversity Hire CP cases. Make sure you bring a strong drink and don't have anything you don't want broken in rage nearby. Oh, hmm. I don't know that I can stand it. Um, that sounds like QAnon nonsense. It to does, me. yeah. Uh, President Magtom, I can't confirm this. Did Quid Pro Joe say this Friday the Declaration of Independence is corny? We've never lived up to it. <laughs> it's corny. I, I didn't hear that one. Neither did Maybe I. he would have. Let me see if I can find it. Knuckle hunky buck. Having your life ruined over just 15 minutes. Chauvin's life was ruined over only eight minutes. I know yeah. it's a it's a retard because Stephen Paddock. OK, so he killed 58 people. And I think that the entire shooting spree lasted. 12 minutes. Which one was this? Um, Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. I bet it much. I bet it wasn't much longer than that because they would have people raiding that uh, that hotel room within that amount of time. Yeah, you I'm can sure. kill a lot of people yeah. in fifteen minutes. Yeah. Uh, this was um, Biden apparently said during his uh, meeting with soldiers in Poland, the same one where he said, "Hey, you guys are going to go in and you're going to see women stopping tanks and stuff." He said, uh, "Yeah, that that the Declaration of Independence quote sounds corny. I don't have the soundbite available." Yikes! He did say Yikes. that. Stephen Cooper. So Brock Turner's dad was right. It's not right to punish someone over a few minutes of action. I do believe though that Brock Turner uh, did not get a fair shake. Was he the guy who was accused of rape? Yeah, this is he the was, swimmer he's the guy. Stanford rapist. Yeah. However, what happened was he was almost blacked out drunk and he finger banged a blacked out drunk girl behind a dumpster. Yeah. But that's all that happened. Yeah, that's right. I remember the story now. Um, you know, two people were highly intoxicated in that situation. Uh, Keeney says she kept saying Congress made her do it, presumably because the trend was low sentences for ch- child pornography. Can there be a more childish excuse for sentencing than all the other judges were doing it? Um, I know. Yeah, and that's the that's the problem. Congress didn't make her do it. The, the judges have full discretion. It used to be that Congress gave them mandatory sentencing that was ruled unconstitutional. Judges have full discretion. The congressional guidelines in every case that she handled, as far as I'm aware, at least as Josh Howley accuses her, she was below the congressionally set, or at least the the commission that Congress assigns to do this. The guidelines that the commission set for these cases. So there was nobody yeah. forcing her. It's yeah, you're exactly right. It's just, well, everyone else was doing it. Yeah. But was what if everybody right. else is wrong? We're just not going to address that. Uh, Nicholas H. So does anyone know where I can find one of these Nazi workout telegram groups for science? Of course, I'm pretty sure the beauty and the beta <laughs> group is, is where you want to go. Yeah. Is that one? I haven't checked in. Is that one of those fascist workout groups by now? Uh, Bill Badson, Cory Booker at this judicial review is doing an impression of Keegan Michael Key doing a parody of Cory Booker. <laughs> That's so good. That sounds about Rob, right. Robin D. Banks. If we can't define what a woman is, how do we know my boyfriend isn't as gay as Senator Booker when he's pulling my hair and hitting it from the back? As far as he knows, not being a biologist, maybe I'm the guy. Maybe you are. Maybe you're the dude. <laughs> Thank Zach. you. Coggins. Our first mink was born yesterday evening, full term, but only 38 weeks. He's perfectly healthy. Not as chubby as I was hoping. We're at the hospital right now. I love him more than anything. My poor wife can't make him stop crying, but he calms down as soon as I get there. Hopefully she picks it up soon. Congratulations. Oh, I love We love you. You're very special. Congratulations. And as I mentioned, I forget if it was last week or the week prior, mink 
is a combination racial slur for an Irish Chinese mix. It is. I love it. It's yeah. great. Congratulations. Um, Anna Hitch, blonde, if you're having a crisis of faith, p- please feel free to hit me up with any questions via email. I'd be more than happy to answer them. Yeah, shoot me an email, Anna. I would like to talk about this. Um, I am offended. Uh, Matt and Blonde, please read Anglin's recent article. I don't know who's great resetting who anymore. His takes are always insightful. Not a joke, Matt. It's great stuff, compelling and rich. Seriously. <laughs> How do you know that I haven't already read it? Fair point. Um, Slosher, Blonde, if you're thinking of moving to Florida... You might want to rent an Airbnb for a couple of weeks in the summer to see how you like it first. That's true. I'm in, I'm heat intolerant, so and maybe it's the I humidity, like man. It. It's, it's that to get, that gets tough. It's just after this winter, I I was straight up suicidal this way. It was just so bad. It just lasted forever. It, it was, was a so really gray. mild winter here. Was it just the the lack of sun or was it cold? It was the lack of sun and it was cold and it was rainy a hmm. lot. Like rain. That's but you yeah. lasted in Seattle for so long. It's definitely not rainier than Seattle. I was smoking weed every day. Ah, there's yeah. the difference. Yeah, totally. Esoteric unbound. Uh, the left's victory is in enthr- in enthroning Justice Coco Tits will be a hollow one thanks to her inexperienced sense of entitlement, and the freak she'll hire as clerks. Her performance will be a meaningless affirmative action shit show. <laughs> Justice Coco Tits. Is that I what like we're going that. with? All right. Uh, it's good. Uh, I like Lick that one. Ricotta. You can't give someone freedom. They have to take it for themselves or it's not worth anything. Four and eight is a huge failure for the same reason. No more stimmies. I, yeah. Why, why are we giving four and eight to anybody at all? Anyone at all? Yeah. Well, there's, there's that point, as you mentioned in the movie where the guy is, he's outright mocking the idea that, well, what do you think you can just, you could just uh, like uh, give us aid and we'll suddenly become a Western democracy or something like that. Yeah. There's just, yep. yeah, it, it, um, the the idea that that we could just cut enough checks to Somalia and all the suffering that exists there will finally be erased and its prosperity from here on out. Um, good luck, good luck. Yeah. Please don't take my money to cut those checks. Uh, but but just, of course, we're just all, like our money. It's so arrogant for that. to think that our money is going to change people fundamentally, like change who they are, change who they are as a culture, as a people, as individuals, change their moral structure. It's just, it's it's dizzying that we think that that we have that much influence well it's kind of a fundamental premise that exists even in uh within our own domestic politics like the chatter uh, the chatter there is referencing we have this idea that um any place there is there are bad conditions or there is suffering it's just because there is some kind of economic disparity and if only a, a check was cut that it would all be fixed and the reality is, of course, there are all sorts of personal motivations or lack of personal morals or or lack of all sorts of personal characteristics that explain the results that you're seeing uh, in front of you. And I saw yeah. a, a tweet from um, a tweet on the, on this theme from Matt Palumbo, uh, who I'm friendly with. And um, it was about a federal aid to Baltimore, wanting more federal aid to Baltimore. And because it, it, it was just a picture, it's like we're sending foreign aid to Ukraine. And meanwhile, this is Baltimore. And it looks like uh, a decaying city that is just a giant garbage dump. And his response yeah. was, I don't understand how checks get people to clean up their trash. And that's, that's kind of true. It's just like, just clean up your front lawn. Yeah. It doesn't require some massive federal investment. Just clean up where you live. Clean your room, man. As uh, yeah, really. Jordan Peterson might say, it, it, you can't really buy that. Either people have pride in what they have or they don't. Or they don't. Yeah. 
Um, Ken Nichols' Black Hawk Down was another Bill Clinton special, similar to his refusing to allow the killing of bin Laden in the 90s. No surprise there. Hmm. Hillbilly Deluxe. No, Susan is not censoring Shakespeare. I had to quote Shakespeare in lieu of saying the S word for becoming an hero. Hero. Uh, plus, it sounds nicer. Aww. You know, um, that's another... Then thank you for the clarification and for supporting the um, the an as a prefix in front of an H word like Hate hero. It. Hate it. I don't care if it's technically correct. It might be. And I'm not trying to rip on you, Mr. Chatter. It's just like when people say an historic. Get, get you have to say an historic for an historic. This is what I do, even though I, I know it's incorrect. An does not apply to H words. I, I, I don't care. I'm going with that. Doesn't matter. A leadership in BHD thought uh, thought the special ops task force could do the entire mission with little to no help. They were thinking the Tenth Mountain Division would slow them down when, in fact, uh, the Rangers needed that protection. That's true. That's true. Yeah, maybe they just underestimated how much um, firepower they had. Yeah, although hopefully, and I don't know what sort of military involvement we may or may not have had in Somalia prior. But lesson learned, uh, don't think you're just going to have an easy drive through Mogadishu. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just don't try it. And if you must, bring twice the firepower that you think is necessary. Yeah. Um, Ham Magnuson. Hi, have you either of you heard or both of you heard uh, Dr. Random Mer Cam? Possibly the best UK comedian out there based as F starts with your hair is green about five minutes long. How much to pay you to watch it at your leisure? I like comedy. <laughs> Yeah, if you if you just send it my way, I'll, I'll give it a I'll, I'll see if I can give it some attention in my spare time. I, I you certainly I, <laughs> I appreciate your support for the show. I've, I'm I will happily take a look um, and, and thank you for the thoughts. Um, Matthew Riley, funniest thing I've seen in about five years. Will Smith smacked the hell out of Chris Rock at the Oscars for making fun of his wife. Wow. Really? Wow. Wow. I see this. What did he say about his wife? I don't know. I guess I'll have to check it out. Um, Reality Lobster. Been listening since 2018. Found a young ping in 2019. And now my first little ping, Emma, showed up early last week at 36 weeks. Congratulations. Wow. A lot of families being built, babies being born. This is wonderful news. And um, congratulations. And uh, as we constantly talk about the sad state of the world, uh, and the, the ability to laugh at the clown world, that's how you do it. You keep your world very small and you build what matters, which is family. And, um, and things tend to work out at least as best, uh, or as well as they possibly could. That's true. Um, my baby is just, she's just the best. Uh, Holden Mulray says, hi, Matt. Have you ever played around with airsoft guns or any arms of alternative propulsion? Not technically firearms are under the same restrictions. God bless you, bull. Uh, I mean, I, have I played around with them? Have I handled them? Yeah. I wouldn't say that I, um, that I use them frequently. Uh, so no, not really. Um, I wish I could give you a more detailed answer than that, but I can't, I, it's not something I really spend a lot of time with, but I know that, um, airsoft guns, we kind of think of like as, as toy pieces. And I suppose that's somewhat fair, but as from what I've seen, at least on a, different parts of gun tube, air compressed air as a legitimate propulsion mechanism they're getting pretty crazy ballistics out of like you like you can actually create as far as i understand like lethal firearms with air propulsion but i'm no expert on that Hmm. maybe um 
maybe there's some interesting technology afoot there. It's not something I know a lot about. Um, I think that's, oh, we have one more. Bain Coof. Florida is awesome. The humidity is not nearly as terrible as northern winters. Get dark, high quality tint for cars. Okay. I'm a big fan of, of that regardless. Um, but I will, I mean, I love winter. Not only would I, I, I'm not trading winter for humidity because I love winter and I hate humidity, but I'm probably an outlier in that regard. I don't know. I kind of understand that. I think right now I'd like to take a trip to Florida. And then after a week I'd be like, fuck this. Like if you remove all snow from my life, it's my life is just a lot sadder. It's, I need snow. I need snow. I need mountains. The landscape and the weather of the general mountain West is where I belong. But I probably belong even more in a place that actually respects and values my rights and isn't trying to steal everything I have. Yep. So the weather is probably secondary to that. Anyway, we all set. Oh, wait, we just one more came in. Esoteric Unbound. Matt, uh, thanks for your thoughtful takes on just about everything. Otherwise, it would just be me (laughs) simping for blonde (laughs) and her takes blackening my soul in return. Ah. God bless you both. God bless you, too. Thank you. I do have a couple. <laughs> and thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, very kind of you. I do think I have a couple over on uh, Tippy Stream just before we finish up. Matt, you can replace the move, bitch. You got coronavirus with another sounder. I, I can't open the link from here, but I'll save the link for later. But move, bitch. You got coronavirus has officially been replaced by <laughs> a. Why the fuck is the gas so high, bitch? Quote. Um. What's the what's the guy's GMAC Cash? I almost forgot. It's GMAC, GMAC Cash. That would have been terrible if I couldn't properly credit him. From uh, 1960, beware copyright still blonde. You can move to South Carolina. Matt is banned by me for Lulbert uh, proposition. Wait, proposition nation nonsense. Dullard though. <laughs> yeah, you you'll have to deal with Cassandra Dullard. Um, and uh, South Carolina is filled with faggots. <laughs> Charleston, it's like Uniquely. the gayest. It's super gay. It is. Uh, thank you, Jacob. I appreciate it. Uh, Xander says there is a mass mass exodus of cops in my commie city, and they've lowered the standards so much that pretty soon we're gonna have nothing but cops exactly like that chick. All these cities got what they deserve. Yeah, I wonder why she was hired. And you're probably right. There might be literally nobody else to do the job. So it's either her or nobody. Uh, it's fair still to speculate, I think. Would nobody be better at the job <laughs> than she is? Yes. Fair to wonder. Quite literally, yeah. Phil says, uh, Somalians in Maine eat a man to death in the park a few years ago. Oh, no, beat. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> they, eat, they, they eat a man to death. No, it's because of Tippy Stream and the way they chop words apart. They beat a man to death in the park a few years ago. It mostly got swept under the rug and the man's family all but groveled uh, at the feet of the Somalians. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Phil. I appreciate it. I, I've never heard of that story. I'll have to check it out. Um, of course, um, I kind of made the Ilhan Omar joke too, but it's, the, it's something like 50,000 Somalians have been resettled in Minnesota since that civil war in the early nineties to the, to the tune that, you know, there's able to successfully elect a, a, congresswoman who's all but openly hostile to this country and all but hates this country that in combination with polite passive passive uh, midwesterners who uh believe it's the most important thing to 
uh, vote as a non-racist. That's the most yeah. important thing. So they vote for Ilhan Omar. Yeah. But um, but yeah, anyway, uh, that is uh, that's a show for tonight. We're all set. Let me um, just double check here. Make sure I didn't miss anybody. Uh, over on um, D Live, DW Crabtree. Thank you for supporting the show. We are all set. Other than that, anything else We're before good. we get out of here? No, thanks for watching as always. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, and thank you for your chats and uh, your support for the show and your hilarious jokes. As always, if you are looking for more to listen to, uh, we do have more material on the audio platforms. They are linked in the description and over on the website. You can find uh, Blonde's interviews. You can find the call-in show replay. Extra material you may not find on YouTube. Linked in the description and at mattchristensenmedia.com. Speaking of the website, you can find everything show-related over there. If you want to find the merch store or you just want to find the latest episode of the show or you want to send us a message or send us a call-in show question, any of that stuff, over on the website, mattchristensenmedia.com. We will be back next Sunday. Because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It is The Matt and Blonde Show. Have a great night. Bye, guys.